everybody, this is Eric. And I'm Daryl. And this is Throne Wretches Podcast, episode 52. Welcome. It's the auto podcast that never forgets a great guest. And we actually happen to have one in our special studio. We're, we're in a different place yet again, a new venue. Well, we're back to possibly one of the most original studios ever. We're back at the Fort's Toyota Studio uh, in lovely North Peak in Illinois. And so we brought back one of our favorite guests. I mean, this is my second or third time for Regan. Welcome, Regan. Thank you. I'm, 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 I'm honored to be back. Um, I'm, this is the last place I saw you guys is yeah. in this place. Was it, it is. Did you do two shows previously? I did two shows previously. All right. Yeah. So now, by having your third appearance, now you're tied with Gabe Casey for oh. most frequent guest. Oh, I yes. did. like a three timers club, kind of like a Saturday Night yeah, Live. Like five timers. Do I yeah. get a robe yeah, or something? You're the John <laughs> Goodman to his Tom Hanks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we're going to get a robe. and uh, yeah, you'll Next name... time you see me, I'll have a pipe. And, yeah, all right. Uh, all right. So yeah. be waiting for that uh, special gift in the mail, by the way. It's great to be back. I appreciate the opportunity. I'm a little nervous this time because know, you guys you... have gone pro. Yeah, since, you, you since acted like this was like really. a big deal. But uh, I, I'll, I'll say this before we get into the sponsors and everything. Regan was such a good game on the whole thing early on because I think he was on the episode three or four and did the, uh, the auto show. Shows oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, talk about green. We, I mean, we had a great time, but uh, we were green. I mean, that, I, I've tried to listen to those early shows. It's pretty rough. I think it's tough. Yeah. It's always tough when someone says, oh, I listened to your episode. I went all the way back in the archives and listened from episode one. I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. That shows growth. It shows, you know, everybody came from somewhere. I guess. That's yeah. right. Yeah. We yeah. came from some primordial ooze in a swamp out <laughs> behind the Civic Center, I think, right next to Roy Firestone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you remember oh, that? Yeah. Memories. I didn't know if we were going to go there tonight yeah. Are or you going to sing it like Roy? Wow. Memories. <laughs> you know what? There is a YouTube clip of that. Is there? I think the three of us are giggling. I'll find it. Oh, boy. Oh, really? I might yeah. have to delete that. Just, I, I definitely, if I'm going to get that double Jeopardy job, I'd probably have to delete that one right. as well. You well, might want to run for office. We, yeah, we right. topped it again the next year, too, without the special Roy guest. But we, we, we outdid a, ourselves the second time, too. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Was that the big the, the Corvette? Yeah, that was, that was, all I remember for that was hashtag not my vet. Hashtag not my vet. Was, that was the episode. And that was the first time you laid eyes on the white Supra that is now... The Ford Supra. That's oh, yeah. true. That's yeah. true. It was, that was there. We made a, yeah. That it's was a, sitting in the corner. I remember when that rolled in, we were like, oh, I got my eyes on that. That'd be fun. Yeah. And like within two weeks or two months, it was like wrapped yeah. and Regan on was negotiating at the Hofbrow table. We don't want to tow it back. You guys want it? Yeah, exactly. I remember that. That was pretty great times. All right. Before we get too deep into the show, I just want to talk about our sponsors. Of course, we are at the Fort's Toyota Studios. If you don't know, Fort's Toyota Pekin has been one of our sponsors since the very beginning of the show. You can find them on the web at Toyota. Toyota-Pekin.com. There you'll find new and used Toyotas uh, on their online inventory. You can also schedule service, look for parts, and you can also find the Auto Smart dealership. They handle folks with troubled credit. Make sure you go to Toyota-Pekin and also follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Forts Toyota. It's all there. Thanks, Forts, for your sponsorship. Yeah, appreciate that. Uh, speaking of long haulers, I uh, would like to say thank you to the clomorton.com. That would be the CLO as in KC Law Office, a proud sponsor of Throwing Wrenches Podcast. They specialize in consumer law, automotive purchases, repair, home purchases, and a whole bunch of other really cool stuff. So if you really have a, ne- a legal need, you can uh, visit clomorton.com and uh, check it out. Kate Casey will be happy to discuss your claim or possible case free of charge. He's a good guy, too. And generally, 
a great sense of humor. So, Gabe, thanks for your support and the support of the Casey Law Office. Yeah. He also has a cute little place. Oh, then those great, koozies. Great koozie, by oh, the yeah. way. Dude, those things never go away. No, I was, I was somewhere this weekend and somebody had one. It's it's a great advertising vessel because they're everywhere. Yeah, I think I've got three at home. Yeah. I've got some in the garage. Yeah. I think I have some in this tote bag. I think he was here. shooting them out of a cannon at the auto show I'm like four years ago. Are you? Yeah, yeah this yeah. leaving with me. Is there is there a, uh, a Land Cruiser or there something? Is. Yeah, there is. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah, they're possibly one of the best koozies ever. Probably not sure they super on there. It's not just, well, you know, yeah. if he had a super, yeah. you know. yeah, that's right. <laughs> also, uh, thanks to Patreon subscribers. Hey, the Patreon subscribers got an hour of just a bizarre conversation where we figured out that Daryl and Regan might have been long lost brothers at some point. They might True have shared story. half a brain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure where the stories went. I mean, Are you left one, brain or right brain? One, yeah. Both. <laughs> Regan was doing stupid stuff in a Burger King parking lot while Daryl was doing stuff in a Taco Bell parking lot. I just, the, it, it, it's so similar, it's eerie. And I, did you guys go to the same high school or something? I mean, twin, the same twin age, sons right? of different mothers, yeah. I think, yeah. is how that goes. Yeah, we grew up about 90 miles apart, ironically yeah. enough. But yeah. Uh, yeah, our stories are very congruent. It's yeah. scary. Yeah. Something in the water. Congruent. Yes, yes. If I put that in my, uh, in my dock right now, I think. Uh, what? I'm not spelling it. No, you're not no. going to put it in my Grammarly. Grammarly would flag it. Yeah, you use 98% more words than anybody else. I don't else. even know if I used it right. <laughs> Although Grammarly, does your Grammarly like want to correct you and make like British spelling? Like Ooh, if I say color, right. it says like color. color. Yeah. I'm like, no. no. <laughs> Maybe you have your location settings wrong. Is, is that what GB means instead of USA? <laughs> I got to change it. Maybe so. Uh, anyway, thanks again to the Patreon subscribers. Uh, you did get a lot of fun there for that first hour, and I uh, hope you enjoy it, and we appreciate the support. And, uh, of course, they all got some swag, and we like to appreciate it. If you're a new Patreon subscriber, mm. like we had somebody pop on this last week, you're getting those coasters. you got to right. have those coasters. And uh, as a guest of the show... Mr. Regan got the coasters. Tonight. I did. I got the swag pack. I got the full swag pack tonight, and I'm honored. I mean, I've seen it on the internet. Yeah. I'm not even a, a Patreon subscriber. And it's okay. So you, you, I, I will be heart. now. I'm going to have to be now. In your heart, you are. In your heart of hearts. <laughs> but, uh, the swag pack is awesome. It's worth it. All right. If you don't know my co-host, Daryl Scott, well, you've heard of a stained black Cadillac. How about a 47 and Chevy that's stained black with stained paint? Well, if you were cruising at Friday Night Lights last week, you may have seen... The lost C clip driving forty seven. It's out. It's renewed. It's out and about. And he's not about to say quit. One more brake bleed, folks. Just another bleed, and it's showtime. That's Daryl Scott. Uh, thank you. Yeah, uh, I might actually have to do that one more time. Actually, uh, but that's that's okay. It, I didn't crash it. Um, and for those of you who don't know my co-host, if you see my co-host in public, chances are he's on the clock. When he's working an event, he's probably also gathering photos or videos for another event or another project. And in his free time, which there's not much of, he's redesigning websites or creating some amazing swag for our Patreon pals. He's a workaholic that still finds time to play. He's Eric Stahl. Oh, thanks. Uh, and and I, I guess I wrote the Regan intro here. Is that your handiwork? Yeah, it is my handiwork, okay. So I, and I don't even remember writing it, so we'll see how this goes here. <laughs> how long ago did you write it, and were you under the influence? Uh, it was last night, and I was okay. watching uh, Stargate with my son, so we'll see how this works out. Wow. That's... Yeah. Wow. Uh, Regan, if you don't know Regan, COVID may have kept him tucked all snug and warm in his Northwoods cabin last year, but the opening of the borders finally let him wander down south. Plus, the call of being on another podcast was all it took for our favorite auto industry employee to come back and talk shop. Speaking of shop, did he do anything to that hot rod while he's cooped up beyond the cheddar curtain? <laughs> Question mark. Wow, we had to go right there, right away. 
right for that. Uh, no, it's hey. good to be back. It's good to be out and about. It's good to uh, reconnect with my long lost brother Daryl. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll <laughs> so, get into the projects. Maybe you can tell us all about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I can speak about it later if it comes up. If we have time, I don't know if we got time. Oh, we got time. Yeah, we, we got, got time, Phil. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Anyway, hey everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, please share this on all the local social. Local. I keep saying local social medias. I don't even know where that came from. I said it last time, but uh, please, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, TikTok. Daryl loves the TikTok, so you know if you could share it on there. Still you know, not on it. I'm still not on it. Really? I had somebody TikTok? else. No, somebody else was busting my chops. Like you need to stop Steve being Brown? an old man. Yeah. No, like like Steve's actually doing well, Steve's cool wor- stuff. Steve's working. He's getting like a, a quarter million because views. of you guys and TikTok. I follow Steve Brown. See? Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, uh, I kind of want to do a cannonball, it. and I kind of. You I kind of, I kind of almost got in a fight with my wife this week, so we'll, we'll, maybe we'll talk. I don't, I don't think we'll talk about that here. That was pre-show material. We didn't get to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into it at some point when All the right. time's right. Yeah, yeah. When the time's right. Anyway, uh, also, we did get yeah, some reviews though, some feedback. We did. First off, I want to make a mention. We had an email from Leroy after the last show. He said, "Great show." Did Eric say I love you? <laughs> I don't know if you heard at the end of the last show. What on the sign-off? I did because we were. Ta- I was talking like a dad. And I said, you know, you need to do this, but I love you. And at the end of it, I said, I love you. Yes, Leroy, I said I love you. Actually, maybe I should say this. Hold on. Did I say I love you too? No, you didn't. Okay, then it would no, be weird. No, no. Leroy, I didn't say it at That's all. That's what you're supposed so if, to say. So there. if you heard that. I never If, if you heard that. <laughs> I don't hug in this family. It was only you. That's all I'm saying. It's only awkward when one person says that. And Leroy also <laughs> said, buy the Lincoln. Oh, he did. Well, that, the, dude, the price has dropped. Oh, I had another one. Oh. Of my, one of my coworkers messaged me like, "Hey, have you seen this Lincoln for sale in Farmington?" I'm like, "Yes," and I, I've been watching the price drop and thinking more about it. But also, that'd be a horrible car to work on. <laughs> it really would. Fifty nine. Uh, was a fifty eight, fifty nine Lincoln. Yeah. And then tonight you had an opportunity to uh, fury. So yeah, you best not be buying anything. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. But anyways, anyway. thanks, Leroy. I appreciate the advice. The answer should always be buy the Lincoln. Buy the Lincoln. The stinking Lincoln, right? <laughs> yeah. We did have an iTunes review, and we appreciate the iTunes review. They mean so much. Husker Dave eight twenty three uh, said, "Automotive entertainment at its best." He said, "Very well done podcast. I've been looking for very well produced, informative, from local and international automotive news to entertainment from the moment of Musk and Race Daily Kill, and I say crush. So, race, or I'm sorry, Race Daily Crush is what he's saying. That would be kind of cool, right? Because you don't want to kill a car. No, I oh. like the I like the crush with a K." I got turned on it because of the Cannonball interviews, and I went back, and I've been hooked for the last few months getting caught up. Everything from off-road to EV to autocross, Eric and Daryl hit all automotive genres. If not for any other reason, listen to the presenter introductions. <laughs> oh, they were weak tonight, so uh, we'll have to Somebody up our loves, game. Somebody loves them. Yeah. And you had a shout-out. Yeah, I'd like to give a quick shout-out um, to my cousin Michael up in uh, Canada. He lives up in Ontario, and uh, I've been informed that he enjoys listening to our podcast. He's a, a gearhead. He's been a, a gearhead for many, many years. He likes Corvettes, especially anything that goes fast, he's a big fan of. So uh, appreciate it. He's a few years younger than uh, than, than me, but um, he's he's a good dude. So, Michael, thanks for listening. Love you, cuz. Thank you, bud. And then Regan, you had a shout yeah, out. Yeah, I'd, I'd, thank you. I'd like to give a shout out to my uh, step brother in law, uh, Rick. Um, we got to uh, spend a lot more time together because of COVID, because of similar work schedules, and you know a lot of working from home, so to speak. But oh, yeah. uh, found out he was a big fan. Oh. So, uh, so yeah, he's been. I thought he just listened to my stupid stories from the first couple of times I was on, <laughs> yeah. but turns out he stayed tuned. So, oh, cool. so shout out to Rick. Good to good to. Good to have you as a fan. That's cool. And awesome. Thanks, does, Rick. Does Rick also live behind the Cheddar Curtain, or is he... Uh... Yes, yes. He actually okay. is born and 
bred behind the cheddar curtain. I just visit, but so, uh, he's, a good he's place, true. Good true place to be from. Yes. You're, that was a Kevin Matthews thing. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, it was always behind the cheddar curtain. Oh, yeah. I, I used to love when he made fun of the people of Wisconsin. I mean, Chicago radio just dissed on – I mean, half their listeners had to be in Wisconsin anyway by proximity. Or have houses up there. That's the thing. Yeah. Everybody from Illinois, especially the Chicago area, rest of Illinois, nobody cares. They, just, yeah. they go to Wisconsin. They fish. Yeah. They go to cabins. Oh, yeah. They go yeah. camping. I'm, I'm one of those guys, the, the Flatlanders. You know, there, There's all kinds of other sure. types of names too, yeah. but the Flatlanders is a nice one. But yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I'll tell you, there it's a great it's a great state to be from, and there's not a bad part of Wisconsin. I know everybody likes to make fun of. No, uh, other I, I enjoy every bit of Wisconsin. It is. Milwaukee's got a great art scene. There's some cool stuff there. I mean, obviously, you know, there's there's Green oh, Bay. Mad- Madison is where I've done so many rallies at. Yeah, you know, yeah. out there in the countryside in New Glarus, that area. Oh, oh, oh my God, Gloucester it's just, stew. Mm, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. See, he's all about the cheese yeah. curds. What's the? I didn't I didn't realize this until this past year. I, I was familiar with terms like kettle moraine and all yeah, this yeah. stuff. I've never heard of the the phrase coolies. Oh, I don't know the coolies. Actually, I don't know that either. It's. No. I believe I, mean, I am from Illinois, but I think it's up near like Eau Claire and stuff. Okay, it's well, like rolling. The, 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 yeah, the cliffs, the driftless territory. Yeah, okay. Yep. I just never heard. So of the driftless. That. Yeah, the driftless. Mm-hmm. I thought was like southwest because when we do the rallies, they call it the driftless region. Is that all like glacial stuff? Yeah. Like, okay. It's super cool because you got all these roads that like go in between and uh, all these little raised areas, mm-hmm. valleys and peaks. I, I don't know if that's what the coolies mean or not for sure, but uh, <laughs> I but thought it was like kind of that area. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought it had a term. Uh, I will check with Rick. Yeah, there's yeah. some geological term yeah. there. He might maybe be able... Rick will hear this before you remember to say something to him. Right? Get he, an email. He, yes, if I don't ask you. Yeah. Bottom line is, if you want to do a road rally, check out Wisconsin. It's probably some of the best terrain you'll ever have yeah, to do a road Milwaukee rally. Milwaukee SCCA does a great job. So, all right. So we start every show off with the project section, and I. So it, it's been three weeks, maybe since we did a show, and the problem is in the summertime when you and I wait three weeks. Yeah. My God, man. It's like the world. We've done a mountain of stuff, even just you and I together. Sure. So yeah. we did We did Cars and Coffee together, and I pulled up with the – well, no, no, no. We didn't do Cars and Coffee because you bypassed it. I went to Cars and Coffee and met up with you at the David Davis Mansion. Yeah, you actually were up earlier than yeah, I, was, so, I was, which is like a habit. I don't <laughs> – I try not to get up above. Like at 6.30, I got to go yeah. get the car out. But anyway, uh, Mr. Fort had his uh, – uh, Land Cruiser FJ62. Um, 1990? 89? I think like it's that. a 1990. Yeah, maybe it's a 92 because I'm trying to remember. Yeah. We were stacking these I cars. I saw those up. pictures. They were great. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, I, that car was here. It was out. We are kind of trying to get things ready on it. And uh, I asked him if I could drive it to Bloomington, the Davis, David, David, David Davis Mansion. And I, honest to God, was just only going to go to Bloomington that day. Gabe Casey like woke me up that morning. I said, hey, I'm going to take my HJ61, cars of coffee. You going? I'm like, no, no. I wasn't going at all. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I was going to sleep in because Daryl was going to meet me at 10 o'clock in Bloomington. Yeah. And uh, so what I do, I find myself at uh, 7.15, 7.30. Getting get, on the interstate. Yeah, yeah, getting on the interstate in the uh, 62 and driving over there. It was kind of cool because I got the 62. Uh, Gabe had the 61, which is a diesel. It's a uh, the high top. Yeah, high top with a right-hand drive. And uh, and then his wife showed up with the 200 series, oh. the black one. And so we had three amazing Land Cruisers in a row at Cars and Coffee. Now, we did get there a little bit late so we could get that premium parking, but we still had a good spot in the grass. It's a good presentation. And uh, it got super hot that morning. I mean, I think I left there about 9, 9.30. Yeah. And then I drove over to Bloomington with the windows down and the 62. It was amazing. You know, I, I was doing like 65 miles an hour on the interstate. I had the windows down. 
had like an FM modulator for my uh, my phone, so I'm just listening to music on the crappy speakers in that that <laughs> 1990s Land Cruiser. So it was AM no matter what. Yeah, it felt yeah, like it. And uh, I, you know what? I was loving it. Honestly, the cars were passing me by, probably looking at me like that looks pretty cool. They didn't realize my steering. I don't want to say the track on the steering is probably about eight inches on the steering wheel as you're going 65 <laughs> it's miles like an the, hour. Like the old movies where yeah. there's so much play. Yeah, 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 exactly. You're always but, steering, but the yeah. car's going straight. Yeah. yeah. A little bump steer. Yeah, it was totally a fun. feet of bump steer. <laughs> so then I get to David Davis, uh, get a spot, not a great spot, but I'm okay with it. And Gabe shows up. With the 61, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I thought it would be fun. Yeah. And I, the wife said I could go out. Sorry, this is how Gabe talks, by the way. Uh, <laughs> he's going to – He's going yeah. to – He's got a wheezy old man voice. voice. Um, <laughs> he smokes a five-pack So a next thing you know, I got to move – I got to – first off, you had some people in your car club who graciously moved their car, which I feel like like moving a glacier because it's like these, yeah. these guys get settled into a spot and they get their chairs. Can I just say this real quick? Okay, okay. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole. I don't understand. The the most stressful thing about old car show, any kind of cruise-in car show, is the parking situation. <laughs> because when people pull in, they're, they're like, oh, this looks good. I'm just going to park right here. If it's in a show like this one was where it's grass, yeah. we had some folks that blocked the last place that you could pass through to park behind and park on the grass. Yeah. So it just cheeses me off. I'm usually like the guy who's trying to figure out where to go, where to park. And I usually have a passenger who's like, just go here. What are you doing? Back up. What are you? Why aren't you parking here? I'm like, we're we're spot hunting. Yeah, we're going to find something that's going to work. And I I felt bad because when when you parked back behind our little group there, one of our guys came in and like closed that whole row off. So when Gabe pulled up, there was nowhere for him to go. There was nowhere for. Yeah, so Gabe shows up and he's like, hey, I'm here. And I'm like, I don't even see it. He parked clear on the other side of the David Davis mansion and he had this spot. And I looked down there. I could see there was was space next to him. I'm like, well, if you got the sixty-one and I got the sixty, we've got to be next to each other. Yeah. So then I'm yeah. like, I'm like looking to Daryl, like, please talk to one of these people because I can tell there's some people there with no interest in moving their cars. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, first off, you came to a car show, the cars must start. I mean, there's not going to be an issue yeah. of this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, is that not a most of the time? Well, well, <laughs> most of the time. Most of the time. So anyway, I got parked next to Gabe, and uh, it was a great afternoon. It was a good time. It was uh, kind of warm. Uh, but you know what? We were sitting over there, and uh, and then you had your people over there, and uh, I had some people call Gabe my son because we were parked next to each other. Oh, I was insulted uh, for eternity on that one, but I uh, don't know who that woman was. Thank God for her. It's fine. You'll never see her again until next year. Yeah, but then uh, we. So then after the David Davis Mansion, th- there was a conversation about there's a guy in Danvers. He's got a garage, and it's a really cool place. And hey, if we all show up. Maybe we'll meet this guy. And I'm telling you what, this is like literally meeting a ghost in the cemetery at midnight on a full moon. I mean, it's just like one of those deals like maybe it'll happen in your lifetime. Mm, yeah. And so nothing was working out right. As a matter of fact, I got there, and then Gabe and I got there, and then you guys were like – you were probably 30, 45 so, minutes so after this us. this like some guy's private garage or yeah. collection yeah. or something? Yeah, he's kind of a, a, a rumored to be this, this kind of eccentric guy in this small town uh, that has a nice antique car collection, mostly Europeans. Mm-hmm. And don't know his backstory, don't know anything about him, but uh, multiple people said, oh, you have to go check this guy. Go meet Bo, this guy named Bo. And he, you, know, you, you can't meet him. He's in the old horse stables. Yeah. <laughs> Which just kind of sounds He weird. just opens his gates and lets the people come and... Well, that's kind of what we were thinking. Watches well, I, the people, but, watch his cars. But see, I know the spot. So I knew where we were talking about. And I'm like, well, there's a bar 
right next to it, the vault. It's just it's just a quaint little Midwestern small town bar, nothing special. Mm-hmm. It's been there forever, you can tell, but it's right next door. I'm like, well, that's easy. Let's just go have a beer. And they, they got burgers there. We'll just stop and have a beer and a burger. New podcast, by the way. Um, and just see what happens. But nobody knows Bo. And as a matter of fact, this guy pulls in. The Studebaker, is that what that was with a canoe on the roof? Uh, Packard. Guy Packard. 41 Packard with a, this like wooden canoe fully nice. restored. It's But does he awesome. know Bo? No. People thought somebody in my club said that's the guy and he lives in Danvers and that's that's who's got the collection. So he did pull in that after we him. got there. but And he parked somewhere and then the door closed. Heck. And none of us know what the hell is going on. So... I'm like, well, is he coming in? Is he coming in? Are we going to meet the guy? Yeah. And then nothing happens. I'm like, well, this was just a big smoke show. And I feel bad. A quick shout out to uh, our friend Eric, who's a longtime listener of the show. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Good for, yeah. He's got a, a really nicely restored Miata and uh, and drove that. One of his uh, former coworkers or friends. Dude, how many people sat in that thing and wanted a picture taken in that thing? That was, Super cool. Yeah. Super cool. It's and just this, a Miata. It's a red Miata, but it has the, the cool cover, the stretch cover over the passenger oh, seat. Oh, yeah. That makes that makes anything cool. Yeah. The yeah. European <laughs> SC like racing an, thing. Like so, an old yeah. MG or something yeah, yeah, from yeah. Road America. Did you take, did you take the windshield love. off? Dude, no, guy, but uh, it's it's tricked out. It's got a guy the, climbed the fence. A 70-year-old climbed the fence so he could sit in that thing. Remember no that? joke. No yeah. joke. He had a guy who was like just obsessed. People love first-gen Miatas. Yeah, and yeah. when you put some time and effort and money into one, make it look good, restore it. And he's got some really nice little trick pieces, um, some custom mirrors, and um, the car's got the perfect stance. It just looks like a mean little car. Um, and one of his friends also brought a, I believe it was a 74 Corvette or 76 Corvette. Yeah. Um, and, and, and him and his wife, they had a great time with us. But, yeah, I felt bad because we're like, oh, we're going to go grab something to eat and see if we can get in to see this guy's collection that everybody's raving about. Surely, you know. I heard it was this guy who was at the show with that pack. Yeah. That's not the guy. He did have the same stickers in the, the back, though, didn't he? The elusiveness continued. Mm-mm. I thought he had that, what's that, that last road sticker so or something? So you guys, like, like on a hunt for this guy? No, so it this gets... Is, a, this it is get, cool. I like so, where the so here's, how, yeah. Yeah. so here's how it goes. I've been by there because I drive through Danvers. It's not... From Bloomington to my house, you can casually drive through there every once in a while, and I'll see somebody sitting out front there having a coffee or cigarette in front of this garage, and it literally looks like an old stable, an old firehouse... Uh, the livery yeah. in the middle of this town, but it's weird because you can see inside. There's a bunch of cars tucked in there. It's just really unique. So we get done, and obvious. At least we hung out at this bar for two hours, Locked just in. waiting for somebody wow. something this to dedication. happen. And so finally, we walk out. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to walk down this way. And everybody's like, what are you doing? I'm like, come on down here. You got at least look in the window. And most everyone in my club that they joined left. us there, they, they took off and everybody kind of started saying like, oh, this isn't going to happen. But we had a nice little lunch, had a beer and beverage yeah. and, and everyone's going to go their separate ways. So we walked down there and uh, I'm like, look, Daryl, this is a spot. And he's like, eh. I'm like, no, Daryl needs to see this because this is cool. Because I thought, honestly, you'd seen it before, but apparently you hadn't. No. Um, this is my first Danvers experience. Okay, exactly. <laughs> so I, I look in there. I'm like, oh, there's a guy in there. There's a guy literally ten feet inside. And there's and a guy in there going, "Who the hell's looking?" Well, at my he's windows? got glass yeah. garage doors, so it's you know it's it's old school garage door. Another, it's another like a, drunk from the bar stumbled over. It's like a it's like <laughs> an old firehouse garage door, literally. It's just like a yeah. white white painted with glass panes, and uh, and so I'm like I look in there kind of casually. My wife proceeds to walk right up to the glass and just puts her face to the glass Good and puts her, puts her hands up. Fish, big blow fish. Basically. <laughs> seriously. She she did that. And then he called the police. Yeah. yeah. No. And uh, and then he just like looks over. He's like, well, if you're going to do all that, why don't you come on inside? 
Yeah. It's no, what was it? It was funny. It was like it's it's rude to stare from the outside. You have to you should come inside and stare inside yeah. or yeah. something. And she's like, "Okay, come on in." And like Eric and I look at each other like, "Holy crap. Uh this is the- It's always the wife." Yeah. 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 And did you notice outside too, like the little picnic table, the, oh, the yeah. umbrellas? That's where I've seen them sitting with the the Italian, uh, the Peroni flat or uh, yeah, umbrellas one was, and stuff. One was like yeah, Peroni, and the other one was like a Citroen yeah, yeah. umbrella. And I'm like, okay, this Perfect. has to yeah. be the guy, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah, and so we go inside, and uh, well, I've already seen the French car, the uh, the Citroen. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's got a early '60s Citroen DS uh, sedan. It looks two like of a, them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, two of them. And uh, and then he's got a Morgan right in the front, a yellow Morgan. Hmm. A Morgan plus four. I can't <laughs> remember the year. Uh, two Lancia Type 3s, like 50s, 60s. That's cool. Um, what else was there? An MGTD, like and, a 52 so, or 3. Along with these cars that are just covered in dust and some blankets over them, there is just bric-a-brac everywhere of old parts, bicycles, bicycles. Uh, uh, F1 racing posters. I mean, gas the, signs from wow. gas stations. That's yes. Great. Yeah. And then the and then around the corner to the left is the what's the Italian car? Oh, it was a it was a French '59 Renault Dauphine. Okay. The first year that they came out, hmm. and they did not they didn't survive here in North America. Yeah. And it's sad because they're the cutest. It was literally like off to the side with like an Oriental rug underneath. Everything it. had oh, Oriental wow. rugs under it. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 It was. <laughs> Like it was lit, like it was in a movie. Uh, it was just sitting. I got there. a great picture. Yeah. Have its own saw, soundtrack playing. It, yeah, it, seriously. When I yeah. walked around the corner, and there's like canoe hanging from the ceiling, a wood canoe. You know, it's just, yeah, it was cool. And yeah. uh, thank God for my wife being so That's so awesome. obnoxious. I was ready yeah. to walk away. I'm like, oh, he saw us looking in his stuff. He's going to get, we-, you know, like yeah, this yeah, is yeah. weird. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, and sh- she just leaned into it, and that. And got we us should a know. And so we should know this. If somebody were to lean, if somebody were to like. You stand on your driveway, looking down at your driveway. Yeah, You're like oh, I can't see those cars. You're like, well, come on down, right? I mean, wouldn't you? I've been that exact opposite guy. They're like, what? no, They're like close okay. the garage door. Or yeah, like, like, where I'm from, so, you don't do that. Sir. Do you I'm get sorry. weird? Yeah. I get, yeah, I, I get weird. Yeah, I think immediately. I'm thinking they're casing the joint to yeah. see what they can steal. Uh, yeah, was, my ego automatically comes out like they want my stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, nobody see, wants my crap. Nobody wants my Harbor Freight toolbox. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's nope. going to steal that. Nobody wants my rusty Model A. No. no, no. <laughs> well, I can, you... I can tell you this. It was an adventure. It was probably sure. a highlight. Of, I don't want to say my highlight of my life, but the last couple of years, it was one of those moments. It's just like right up there. Like we saw something super special. Yeah. Yeah, this it, sounds awesome. That's it, a great story. It's like a behind the museum tour or something. It's just like. We saw something that I don't even know. You know, that anybody else will have that opportunity very often, unless you know this guy. Um, yeah, and, and everybody in town does. But it's like, oh, that's Bo. And I guarantee that they probably think he's cool and then you know eccentric. Sounds and, like he's cool and eccentrically awesome. He is. If you are familiar with Fuel Fed, no, on Facebook, they're a it's a it's a car club up on the uh, north suburbs. They usually have like. Uh, they don't call it cars and coffee. They call it like caffeine and octane or yeah, something. Of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. But it's all like you know the dentist with his three fifty six speedster yeah, or yeah. the you know the whatever real high end stuff. But they know that guy. He's a member. He's, oh. They gave him like an honorary membership, and they came. They come down and like do a garage tour at his place every fall. That's great. So there'll be this parade of like all kinds of you know Alpha, Alfa Romeos, all this real vintage cool stuff, and they just hang out and he. Has a cookout, and hmm. I'll send you a link. Yeah, He's got some. Yeah, cool I'd like stuff. to see I don't that. Have to know when that is. Maybe we could crash it. Would yeah. be fun. Yeah, it's one be of fun. my 
when I was doing the car scene, um, that was my favorite part about like the car shows and hot rod runs was was always the garage crawls. Was, no matter how small yeah. or how big, you know, yeah. the, the monumental museum types or the the little home shops with. And it had a bathroom in the garage. That that was still cool to stop in at, just to see what everybody does, and, <laughs> That's and true, and uh, just watch everybody's own version of the culture, and to see yeah. it at their home is cool. There is that level, that threshold, where it's like, okay, you throw a fridge in, okay, you're kind of serious. You spend a lot of time out here. You air condition and insulate your shop and heat it in the winter, okay, you're a little more serious. When you start having indoor plumbing, yeah, oh yeah. When you start having indoor <laughs> plumbing at your place, that's taken it to that oh, yeah. whole level. Yeah, you're serious now. Yeah. 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 Which is what you want me to do in my barn. You should. Yeah. <laughs> you right. should. Right. I've got big ideas for Eric's barn. It just would only cost him yep. and his wife about $100,000. Crack it. Crack a lack. Uh, Maybe two hundred. Right. Yeah. All right. So I had a couple other things, but I mean, we're already 30 minutes into this show. <laughs> I took my daughter back to school. I took Tree Hugger. Already better than a Jeep. I'm sorry, because I could load all of her stuff in the, the 4Runner. I <laughs> uh, saw a Bronco down in Nashville, Illinois, and I stopped, took some pictures of it, but they had that that dealership so fenced off with concrete blocks and a swing arm so nobody get in there. Seriously? Oh, yeah. So I, I think the cat converter thing and the uh, alloy wheel thing is so strong anymore. Nobody wants anybody traveling through their lots because they're right off the interstate in Nashville, Illinois, down by 64. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Off 15. Yep. Yeah, I know exactly um, where that's at. And then we did buy Tree Hugger 2.0. It's in the back of the dealership right now, so that'll be an ongoing project. So we're gonna maybe do a little swampy swap at parts. Yeah, yeah. I, I, okay. And so I'll make that uh, an effort to talk about in future shows. I'm gonna try and do some some uh, live video updates on the Forts Trail Team page on that. So keep an eye on that. And then uh, I swap mirrors on my Tundra. Regan, <laughs> are you on the clock? You're gonna get get uh, some tech the, advice. What's the what's the expected lifespan of a heated of a heated talent. mirror on a vehicle? I really couldn't say. Okay. I mean, I'm not just saying that with the halo over my head. Okay, because mine, uh, mine leaked out on my 07 Tundra. You say leaked out. Is there magic goo in there? Is a, there is there, magic goo There in is there. a magic yeah. goo. Monochromatic. And uh, this is about the second or third time now I've seen it. And at one time it happened on our lot with a customer's car, and I paid to paint their door because this stuff, what's in there? I don't know. Is yeah, it, that's, is it that's, caustic? that's above my pay grade. It stained yeah. the paint on this guy's it's, car as it dripped out. I don't know what it is. It's electrically charged, you know. Uh, it, it has two wires going to it, and it, and magic happens when you push the button. It's magic. It's, I always thought it was like a little electric element, but it's not. It's it's there's some well, sort of conductive now, fluid we're in talk, there. You're talking about two different things here. Are we talking about the heated mirrors. I don't think we are. We're talking about the dimmer portion. Oh, right? the automatically. Oh no no no. I'm talking about the heated. It has to be the heated because that's. Are I have, you a, sure I, have a lim- I have a limited Tundra. You might also have auto dimming. It might. Does it have that bluish tinge mm, to it? I didn't weird... notice it if it did. Yeah, it, that's probably actually what you might be dealing with because oh. the heaters have, to my knowledge, uh, in that year, should have an actual element. Oh, okay. Not unlike a defrost on your windows. Mm. Okay. But the stuff that used to ooze out, yeah. to my knowledge, was the monochromatic portion that actually changed the shading when you uh, uh, okay. when your sensor in your interior mirror picked up the light, no that way. one and wow. your outer one, sometimes both outer ones would yeah. automatically. Die. I didn't. I did. Okay. So all right. But regardless, mine leaked out. And fortunately for me, somebody uh, like a year or so ago, I complained about. It. They had a Tundra. They swapped out uh, towing mirrors on. Mm-hmm. They had an SR5, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I got some mirrors. You want to buy them for fifty bucks?" I'm like, 50 bucks? Yeah, I'll buy them." So this weekend, That's I swapped them out. And then on a whim, 
just on a whim, because I had one that was black, because it was from an SR5, and then my, my limited one on the driver's side. Is paint matched or color no, matched? I thought, I'm going to try and pop this chrome cover off the limited one I just took off the truck. Hmm. Hmm. Came off. Yeah. Per- perfect. Did it go back on? Clips intact. Wow, you're lucky. So then I went to the SR5 mirror I just installed, and I'm like, with a gusto, I ripped it off, came off, slapped that chrome one on there. Nobody would be the wiser. And no, as a matter of fact, I think I won some serious points with the wife on this whole deal. Nice. Yeah, yeah good for you. Yeah. So you had a successful repair. I did. I was pretty thrilled yeah. with myself. So. And no paint got damaged? Yeah, no paint damage. Um, well, um, if you've ever seen my <laughs> first off, there was a little bit of a pause yeah. there. Okay, I'm gonna say if you've ever seen my 2007 Tundra, you'll know that all the turkeys and the horses have destroyed oh, okay. the paint. Well, on it. Yeah, so, that's so, beside yeah, the fact. This, that. this this truck is uh, beyond. Well, for future reference, Harbor Freight makes a very nice plastic pry toolkit for yeah. interior and plastic pieces. Yeah. It's very cheap. Okay, uh, some of your techs probably even have that exact kit. All you right. don't need the snap on. You know, fancy smancy Harbor Freight. Pride right. Toolkit's very good. All right, so that I was... need to invest in that because I'm I'm always trying to improvise and and usually wind up breaking something and saying I should just go get that stupid toolkit. And I well, don't. you mean what the repair manual say? Put a electrical tape on your screwdriver. Yeah, no, nah, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, they still say that anyway. <laughs> All right, that's enough about me, Daryl. You got the 47 going. I did. I did. Most of you, I think, remember listening to the last. I think two or three episodes where I was whining about having to do the world. You were longest. even doing videos about it. I was. I was. Um, it, it wasn't that big of a deal. The, the trouble is I wound up losing a part, cost a lot of extra time, and, and uh, I learned my lesson, which is to keep that magnetic bowl handy. And <laughs> instead of having it full of other stuff on your tool bench and being like, yeah, I'll just put this here in this plastic thing. I think I wound up either throwing them out or it got put in a cardboard box somewhere with other mm. parts I was taking Feel off. Feel your pain. Yeah. Kills me. At least you don't have some thing. story about, oh, I found it later on. Yep. No. Oh, so you that... will. Oh, you'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> Been there, as, done that. As long yeah. as they didn't seal it up in the differential. Lost a C-clip in the axle. Long story short, back on the road. Um, the, <laughs> the, the thing that really threw me for a loop was I put everything back together, wheel cylinders, springs, hardware, shoes, um, and I wasn't able to get a, the pedal pressure. Uh, it would take two or three pumps for it to come up to a normal height. It would hold. It wouldn't drop, but it, would, it took a while. And I adjusted the brakes twice, bled them three times, and I thought, well, something's wrong. I'm just going to go ahead and replace the master because I can't trust that. It's, all, all the while, the long-suffering Mrs. Scott was pumping on those brake pedals, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. She's actually very good at that. Okay. Uh, every car we've <laughs> ever owned has needed brake work, <laughs> significant brake work, okay. which is probably why I buy them because they're cheap and they need brake work. Pump, no one wants to hold. Holding. Holding. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Do it uh, again. Yeah, so so that whole scenario unfolded multiple times in the garage. Um, put the new master cylinder in, and it was doing the same thing. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, something clearly is not right. Popped all the drums off again. And what I finally realized after reading the shop manual and watching several videos on YouTube... They have videos from 1947? Uh, a lot of guys fix up trucks of oh, that era. There is some cool uh, differential videos from General Motors on... Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's 1947. Some, yeah. There's how to defeat the Germans? Yeah. Some wow. <laughs> just make more more stuff. Um, <laughs> Ray Bestus. Ray Bestus actually has a really good tech series, really? and yeah, if especially on drum stuff, um, it's a lot of the videos from like five or ten years ago, but they're all very well done. And so I watched a fair amount of those. Come to find out, I needed to adjust them with the the drums on. I was doing the cheat mm. where you. 
Because I couldn't find... That's the other thing, too. I couldn't find my little drum adjuster tools. Oh, your spoon. My little spoons, yeah. which I think are up at my folks. I think whatever. Um, but I was doing it where you'd bring out the adjusters on each wheel till it, it kind of was tough to put the drum on or a drag a little oh, okay. and snug it all down. Well, that doesn't really work, especially with brand new shoes. Mm-hmm. You got to do them with the drums on. You got to go out and do till it stops moving on one and then you back it off three clicks and do the same on the other one. Yeah. So I went through all around and uh, I did another two rounds of adjustments and then the brake pedal magically rock solid and way up where it needed to be. And I was, I was very happy. I will say everybody dogs like the Mopars of that era with the two wheel cylinders and the, the Lockheed style brakes mm. because they think they're much harder to work on and they can be, but adjusting is a three quarter wrench, click click. Oh, nice. That's it. It's two three quarter inch big hex heads, and you you it's super easy. These suck. They're traditional. They're not self adjusters. They're just. I had to remember all of that stuff that my dad taught me when I was in junior high helping him work on this thing. And this vehicle is a four-wheel drum. Four-wheel drum, <laughs> and it's what they call huck brakes. So they, GM used those same shoes basically on trucks, on Pontiacs, Cadillacs, whatever. The only thing that changed, the wheel cylinders are pretty much the same, which is why you can get them on you know, Rock Auto for like 20 bucks a piece. But uh, the things that change are these little metal links that basically move, uh, adjust how far out the shoes sit, and then the pivot points. Hmm. So there's all these little like links that have oh, to be geez. greased and oiled, and it's <laughs> it's a it's a treat. It's and a you treat. can't see any of it because you have the drum over the top, and Correct. you're just like praying. So I wound up shotgunning everything, and uh, yeah, a lot of anti-seize, a lot of white lithium, uh, a lot of brake fluid, a lot of brake cleaner. Swearing, I think I, a lot of swearing. Uh, a fair amount, fair yeah. amount. So you're, you're still married, you're, right? Tonight, yeah. So your yeah. car is now anti-seize colored. My my car and my tools are yeah. anti-seize yeah. colored. Let's see your fingernails. Um, well, this one's still pretty gross. I was painting some stuff the other <laughs> night. I got some black paint on there. Um, but no, car runs great. I actually took it out to Friday Night Lights, took it to a show in Eureka, put some and, miles And you rolled with Good. Johnny. And what's Johnny driving, that Chrysler? Yeah, Johnny, uh, who also probably listens to the show. 55 Chrysler Windsor Deluxe. I got a text the night before because he's been following on Facebook. He yeah. says, oh, you got your car running. That's cool. You want to drive the Black Beauties to Friday Night Lights. Yeah. He's got a black 55 Chrysler that was his, I think it was grandparents. And he was working on it for his wedding, and uh, it's it's super cool. Gorgeous. It's a great story because it's, that's one of those deals where guy gets a car, knows nothing about the car, and he's like ambitious to, to make it happen. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Yeah, and he's really worked his ass off on it. Yeah, he worked Sorry, last year. Excuse my language. Worked last year, and it, it was in all their wedding photos. Got it on the road, and uh, it's a, it's kind of a piece of family history. That's another nice un- unrestored original yeah. car. I love seeing. There's like pictures of him and his wife like cruising. I'm just like, this is cool. Yeah, that's the way it should be. The car's still in the family. That's so awesome. excellent. Yep, that's what I've been up to. I uh, got my radiator back for the '55 Plymouth as well. That's back record from oh, the shop. It nice. looks beautiful. Tanks nice and straight, and. Uh, I should be able to get that installed and have that ready just in time to put it away for winter. All right. So we alluded <laughs> to this in the intro about Mr. Regan. And oh. if you don't if you haven't gone back twenty five episodes to figure out, you know, what Regan's got in the garage, I mean, he's got a sled, he had a little hot rod he was working on. What's going on in the garage, bud? Well, COVID did not do me any favors. I actually um just kind of lost i'm not gonna say motivation but i lost um this is not the way this story's supposed to go you're supposed to you're, you've gone from hero my day-to-day to changed so much <laughs> no, that i just kind of yeah, got out of the rhythm you know yeah. so but i did get a few things done on the model the a method i, I should have finished Catholic the model a with as much free time that i was allotted from working at home but um 
Uh, Pops helped me get the brakes done. Very similar experience to yours, Daryl. Yeah. Um, you know, I my master cylinder on the hot rod is below the actual wheels. So there was some pressure bleeding involved. Mm. Uh, master cylinder change ensued. Um, discs in the front, drums in the brakes. How does that work? You bleed off at the master cylinder then? Um, I, there's a basically a diaphragm contraption that goes right on the master cylinder reservoir and just forces fluid to the wheels. Pressure okay. pod. Yeah. 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 So What year? It's a 27? It's a 31. 31. Yeah, 31. Model A pickup? Model A pickup truck, yes. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's a barn fine turn traditional slash hot rod you know, yeah. kind of situation here. The, the 40 Ford Steelys, the bias ply tires, Very that nice. sort of thing on it. Um, and what kind, of, what kind of brake setup are you running on it? So um, I worked with a hot rod shop a few years ago to come up with a pile of parts, so to speak, to uh, – it's <laughs> Basically, to be able to package? put, be able to put the four the Ford um, five on five you know lug pattern on some Chevy brakes in the front, and then I got four nine inch in the back. So we we got it all to work out so that it takes the same bolt pattern on all four wheels and the same size rims. <laughs> That's um, helpful. Yeah. That's... So so we got it there, but but yeah, I had to do the same thing with adjusting the rear brakes, you know, the proper way, you know, with the drums on and, yeah. and whatnot. I don't have as many moving parts as you. But uh, but no, same thing with getting the pedal field back up. So got that got that sorted out. Um, started building a wire harness. Very um, nice. Yeah. So got to the point where now you got to hook up everything. You know, wires run here, wires run there, run the taillights, run the headlights, run all the engine wires. So <laughs> and you're doing it all yourself. You're not doing it from a kit or yeah, you know, like a painless wiring kit where you just drop in everything and exactly. It and- no, I just bought like a generic uh, eight circuit. Um, racing fuse block for a race car, sure. and then just you know a couple junction blocks here and there, and you know racing battery to hide it under the seat, and so yeah. So hopefully, maybe uh, me and my wife have had some had some talks. She's reminded me how long I've had this project. <laughs> it uh, it so happens. It's going to be time to either move on or or get it to at least drive around the block. Something's got to happen. So, and my lackluster performance on this car during covid is very disappointing to even myself so it's time to get involved again and maybe try to light the fire literally well and it sounds like you're you're close you're you're I'm closer close. than you've been yeah my, my neighbor even called me out that it's all about the build and now i'm close to the end and maybe Ooh. that's not what i'm doing this for so like yeah, moment oh, of truth kind of yeah ouch. No, there's right. he's an old hot rodder i respect yeah, his opinion. so you didn't yeah. say he has a whole lot of none or what come on oh gosh no no okay. he's, he's one of my advice guys okay. no, yeah. there's something to that though right? yeah yeah no exactly I've it's like there. i i i'm very much that same of the mindset uh, i enjoy the hunt finding something putting yeah. it on a trailer getting it there sorting mm-hmm. it putting it all together and then i'm like okay now what you know yeah and that was that was the big thing one of the reasons that i wound up Getting the forty seven is my my dad. I helped my it was my dad's car. I got him got it running, got it all kind of sorted mechanically, and he's like, okay, now what? Like, I got this old car. It runs. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna sell it. I don't want like I, I'm not gonna put twenty grand in paint. I'm not gonna redo the interior. It was just kind of a fun thing to do, and I just want to get rid of it. Yeah, I've I've started liquidating all the parts because you're exactly right. The hunt was was the greatest part. You know, gathering these wheels, gathering these specific traditional type parts. Even though I have disc brakes on there for the traditional fans out there, yeah, who cares? Um, but still, um, you know, and then changing the steering idea. Now I got all these fifty Ford steering parts. I got to get rid of that. <laughs> I'm not going to use anymore. That I had to hunt down at swap meets and and haggle for this kid and that's arm and whatever so so now i'm now i'm kind of my neighbor's right it's like eh, i'm selling off the parts that i didn't use the garage art is not 
what I would need it for anymore. So, so yeah. So, as a side note, to switch gears just slightly here, part of my diversion from the Model A was I kind of switched to boats over COVID. Boats. So, oh, hey. Who yeah. would have thought? Yeah. So I uh, was able with uh, my wife actually supported me greatly in this, and my brother-in-law bought a twenty-year-old boat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. COVID purchase, of course, but yeah. it's been great to us. So we've been learning about how this sucker works yeah, and boy. learning the trials and tribulations of that. So that's taken a lot of my time. But that's cool. At least you, yeah. I mean, you so you've kept your hands dirty. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, I'm still active. Yeah. So still you good. know, you know, if you continue down this downward spiral, we'll never invite you on again. Until you guys change it to like uh, like sinking wrenches, or right? Dropped a wrench in the river. Do you guys podcast magnet, <laughs> magneting wrenches? Yeah, magnet fishing wrenches. There was a show on PBS, at least where I grew up. It was called Ship Shape TV. Do you remember this? Did you guys have that down no. here? I remember. Uh, no, it sounds great. I remember though. when the guy from this old house left to do a sailing show, and they all hated him. Remember that? Norm, Norm did a sailing no, show. No, it was before. It was when there was Norm. Uh, and the other guy, Bob Vila. No, no, it's a long time. It's Steve, Steve. Uh, yeah, I didn't like him. <laughs> guy with the fr- like the frizzy curly hair yeah, and the like, glasses. No, like the throne. Yeah, the, the glasses and the throne. Eighties hair. Something. Steve, was, not important. I know yeah, who but, you're talking about. But him. anyway, he left a sailing show. Never to be seen again. <laughs> and I'm just saying, Regan <laughs> could be a thing. Was it off the coast of oh, Catalina? Yeah. No, nah, who knows? Nantucket, actually. Nantucket? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. the boat's been great. Um, <laughs> it's our first endeavor into an inboard boat with high horsepower, and uh, we've we've just enjoyed the heck out of this High thing. horsepower. But, uh, what Coming of, from the guy who did the salt flats, you know. Well, I was a support crew on the salt flats. What yeah. kind of power plant? What, uh, it's, uh, we have a 6.2 Merc Cruiser running a Bravo 3. We're going to do 57 on a good day. That's a pretty serious. Yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty serious power plant. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun boat. Just a lake boat? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, a, little, just, yeah, just yeah. a little bass fishing. Yeah. <laughs> it was a COVID purchase. We got a right time, right place kind of deal. We've been eyeballing something like this for a while, and so, so yeah, that that took up a lot of time. And I, I I feel like I had to mention it because, like no, you said, because I kept my hands dirty. Well, and yeah. and yeah. thus the wife's interest in what's going on in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My garage now looks like uh, <laughs> looks like one of those abandoned shops that you see on like yeah. on Facebook or something yeah, like yeah. barn fine. Like this guy just upped and left, right. you know, left his tools, just walked <laughs> away. It's, it's literally what it looks like. Don't know what happened to him, but he left his car. Like the yeah. catalog, my, my parts catalog is open to the page of what I'm going to buy next. What you need? Yeah. yeah. In the bathroom, there's like a magazine, like still splayed open. To what I'm- <laughs> I've got a filling station magazine uh, catalog. <laughs> On my workbench right now, same thing. I've got stuff highlighted. Mm-hmm. And on the other half, I've got a Plymouth with a radiator in the trunk and all these other parts that need to go on it. And then next to that's the 58, mm-hmm. which has got an engine hoist right in front of it and the engine that's supposed to go in it behind it. Feel your so pain, I, man. I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. If you were to take a snapshot of my garage right now and show that to like a young version of myself and be like, in the future, yeah. you'll have an awesome three-and-a-half-car garage with all the space you would ever want, and you're going to mess it all up. You're going to ruin it. You're going to ruin it. Yeah. yeah, I still have brake fluid in the um, catch can from when I finished the brakes. Yeah. Just sitting there. I've got, I've got, got a pan of For all you younger listeners, this is not what's going to happen. Just I guess continue this, with the hobby, okay? This is what happens yeah. in the car hobby. We, we can move on. I just yeah, want to say this is a cautionary tale, boys and girls, <laughs> is choose your hobbies wisely. Don't let them choose you. At least take a little bit of control. Hey, do what you love. Stuff. I mean, it sounds like you're having a great yeah, time. Yeah, do what so. you love. Yeah. I, I, I was my, and I, make sure you marry somebody who's supportive. Exactly. Yes. That's the biggest part. Yeah. yeah. It really, really is. I'm and like, I, it's, like, it's not a man versus woman. It's, you know, all women are this, guys like this. It's, no. it's 
whoever you choose to spend your life with, just make sure they know up front. Like this is your that's your hobby. That's what you're going to be yeah. into. It should never become a fight. I still have friends to this day yeah. that um, it becomes one of the biggest wedges in their life. Yeah. And it's stupid because of all the things. Like they're not going to a gambling boat. They're not spending money on whatever. Yeah, is it that much different? Uh, uh, there is some uh, things where like we waited a while to like. Oh yeah, those wheels up there. Yeah, yeah those. Yeah. yeah. Um, are those magnesium? <laughs> How much did those cost? Yeah, <laughs> don't worry about it. They're worth a lot of money. They're not worth crap until you sell them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you bought them with another account that I don't know about. Yeah. All right, we got to move along. We are long. Yeah. I think we're gonna be skipping news stories here tonight. All Maybe. right. Uh, you guys ready for a little twism? Let's do some twism. What's twism? This week in social media. I forgot about this the twism. Is, this is why you, you need to be following <laughs> along. There was a legislative action alert, Daryl. Have you heard this? Illinois bill to expand the antique vehicle usage signed into law by J.B. Pritzker. It was signed. Sand supported legislation's HB, that's House Bill 2548. To allow antique expanded use vehicles to be driven without limitation for two additional months. Uh-huh. Expanded use antique vehicles are defined as being more than 25 years old or a bona fide replica. I guess maybe that uh, that that Ferrari Fiero thing. Would that be considered? Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a bona fide replica. <laughs> if I ever saw fide. one. That's exactly. <laughs> Gabe, Casey, Gabe Casey was talking about buying it. Anyway, they were previously limited to traveling to and from auto shows, exhibitions, and service stations and demonstrations during the cold. During the colder months, November 1st through March 31st, but could be driven without limitation during the warmer months for the shows and such like that. The new law expands the months without driving limitations to March 1st through November 30th. The law went into effect on August 20th, 21. This is uh, pretty great. It's pretty uh, hot off the press. Yeah. Now, the reason this was in This Week in Social Media is because this was actually posted on the Central Illinois Automotive Enthusiasts. And I gotta be honest with you, Brian Kreider, whoever you are, if you're in the Peoria area, <laughs> you had the best comment. And he made a derogatory comment about our governor, Mr. Pritzker. I'm not gonna go to that part, but he did say this will probably double the plate price, always a catch with the state of Illinois. Uh-huh. Mm. Thank you for cleaning that well, comment well, up. Well done. <laughs> that was that was sanitized for our protection. I think he's dead on because these plates are like fifty bucks, right? Uh, they did. They did raise them. The expanded use AV plate. There, there's the AV regular antique vehicle. Those yeah. I think I are have EAs. Thirty five. You yeah. got the expanded uh, for my antique. Supra. Yeah. And the expanded antique just means you have a longer window. There's not a mileage restriction, stuff like that. There's there's more restrictions with the AV plates because they're cheaper. I don't know what what did you pay for the super plates? I remember? thought they were fifty for. Uh, it was one year maybe for one year. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't I have never bought those so I don't know the AV plates are thirty five bucks for five years but I'm okay because I put those on all my old stuff because yeah. I don't drive them that much yeah. um, the EA plates are great especially for folks who want to have something a lot of the newer collector cars like your Supra you can drive that year round if you wanted to yeah but I wouldn't but it, you know, it's right. a nineteen ninety Supra and uh, and I'm not going to take it out anywhere near any salt or ice because you know, it'll disintegrate within yeah. a year or two so yeah. <laughs> well let me ask a question for the listeners. Why wouldn't you just get regular plates on, like, the Supra? Because Illinois is now charging $150 for plate. And as listeners may have listened in previous episodes learned, I might have eight registrations I'm battling. So <laughs> if I can knock down, you know, this $1,000 in registration fees I'm paying on my cars, you know. Especially if you're not driving that every day to work. No, if I'm that not. was something you didn't want to get hassled or you were... 
you know, it was a daily driver for most of the year. Yeah. I could see hanging regular plates yeah. on. I mean, some save a little bit of money. Some of the traditionalist hot rod guys that I used to run with, that's mm-hmm. those those. 50s cars or sometimes all the way back to the 20s cars were their daily drivers sure so so then you're just going to pay the price right yeah so right. yeah i no, just wanted to make sure some no people it's understand it's that. It's, yeah. it's strictly so i, I want to have the car legal you know i don't want to be some douchebag who uh you know like swaps plates around or something like that right but but i think it's it's nice that illinois lets me have a, a, a cheaper license plate for a car i'm not going to drive that much anyway and frankly that super has driven probably a thousand miles this year does it have any effect on your insurance if it's registered a certain way? I uh, didn't ask, but I think my insurance company probably laughs at my registrations at this point. So. <laughs> yeah, they just say, like, yeah, keep them coming. Yeah, just uh, it's another 150 <laughs> it's Another 150 bucks. I, I don't know. I, I've got my stuff on a, a collector policy separate, so there there might be some benefit to that. Sure. I know they always do ask about mileage. Yeah, so. I, I, I used to have to, too. Okay. I'm, I'm just being stupid for our listeners. No, that's just fine. To, no. So that people can... It's it's super helpful. I will say this too. Everybody likes to rag on Illinois. Oh, plates are 150 bucks, blah blah blah. Go to California, yeah. Kentucky. Go to go Kentucky. To, yeah. So many Indiana. Yeah. Indiana, the registration is by your model year. Mm-hmm. So if you have a newer car, guess what? You're paying 3-400 bucks a year for, to to plate it. Yeah. And, you know, when I lived there, I had an 86 Cavalier and it was 25 bucks a but year. But do they pay great. the taxes up front like Illinois does? The sales tax? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Some states, I, I forget, Ohio, Maryland, there's like a personal property tax. Yeah. And in, there's goofy, trust me, you talk registration, sales tax, stuff like that, at personal property, there's all kinds of goofy gotchas. Illinois really isn't that bad when you when goofy you, gotcha. That's when like you a, look at it. Yuck and yums. Yuck and yum. Great band in the 90s. It was, yeah. Grunge band. Flava, flav. No, <laughs> I, I will also say this. I, I don't think Illinois raised their plate price. Plates were $110 when I was in high school. Or no, I'm sorry. They were seventy eight bucks when I was in high school. They went to like a hundred and ten at some point, probably in my twenties. And I don't think they got raised until like three or four years ago. So I mean, they've been pretty modest. Yeah. I, I'm just what we were talking about during the pre-show. There's some stuff I hate about Illinois. There's a lot that I don't mind, and there's some stuff that's just like it is what it is. Pay to play. And Eric's never leaving. I'm never no, leaving. He's so never I'm going to be one of the last yeah. people here. Got to turn out the lights. I'm going to turn out the lights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's your bumper sticker. Exactly. <laughs> well, the last one out of Illinois, turn out the lights. All right. Ready? Are we ready for the news? Let's hear it. All right. Let's move into the news. International news. Guys, I don't know if you've heard this story. It was on medium.com. But Toyota refutes the claim that's dragging, dragging its feet on EVs. Uh, Why are you looking at me? First off, there's a chief scientist at Toyota. Toyota Motor Corp chief scientist, Gil, Gil Pratt. He vehemently denied that Toyota has been slow to develop full battery solutions, adding that a significant portion of the $10 billion per year companies spend on R&D goes to scientists working on battery development. Pratt says that the company is all in on the Biden administration's goal of having 50% of all new vehicle sales coming from EVs in 2030. Hmm. Toyota is expecting about 70% of its U.S. vehicle production to be electrified by that time. We believe the best approach, as the Biden administration has proposed, is for policymakers around the world to insist on results and allow innovators like Toyota and other competitors to create a diverse solution to achieve these results, Pratt said. We believe this proven approach of driving innovation by focusing on outcomes rather than prescribing a particular technology solution is the best way to reduce the carbon emissions. Carbon is the enemy, not the particular drivetrain. That's from Toyota's chief scientist. How about that? I've Couldn't have said even, it better myself. I've never even heard of a chief scientist at Toyota. So this goes back two episodes. We talked about this. 
the BEV, the EV. Battery electric yes. or what? Or, well, Hybrid so, electric? So EV is basically the generic term for all electric vehicles, but Toyota is, is really throwing that BEV around because they want to make sure everybody knows it's a BEV as opposed to a hydrogen electric, is what mm-hmm. I think is what they're doing. Well, there's multiple uh, sources these days. I yeah. mean, we can't limit ourselves to one type. I mean, there's lots of companies going full head into electric vehicles. Um, we've always done Toyota. Has always done the hybrid vehicle thing, mm-hmm. um, and then we've also been first to market with hydrogen power. So, I mean, I can't speak on this article. No. Um, it's a great, great little quip from the company, but um, but yeah, um, I'd like the way we just like throw it to Regan. Yeah, think. <laughs> and no, no, that wasn't the goal. I mean, no, no, yeah, but, yeah, I want to discuss it, but, but I think yeah. it was so every every vehicle builder right now in the United States is talking about building plug in. Electric vehicles. I mean, that's the goal, and that's what the Biden administration wants. And I, I think that the cheapest and easiest way to make an electric vehicle right now is to plug it into a wall, right? Sure. Yeah. So the well, infra- yes and no. I mean, there's so much technology that's moving so fast. Yeah. And the infrastructure is still the biggest component of this 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 factor here. I mean, always. Yeah. So it depends on what we have. I, mean, I used to travel all the way up to Minneapolis for work, and there's EV stations abundant all the way through Wisconsin. Yeah. They're they're ready. They're ready yeah. to rock, and I think Wisconsin's already ready for the next version of whatever this infrastructure is going to be. Maybe well, I'm talking about all the way to hydrogen. You drive down through Illinois, not so much. No, we don't have anything to do with it. So mm. I think the point of this article and this whole concept is actually infrastructure. So from plug-ins to regular hybrids to BEVs to hydrogen EVs, yeah, there's it's, it's a way bigger concept than just this little article, if you ask me. I find it funny, too. Not funny, but just fascinating that hydrogen has now come back up onto the world stage. People 20 years ago were talking about hydrogen. When Arnold Schwarzenegger was governor, that was a huge initiative out in California. And Honda and Toyota, I think, had kind of a lot of, of a part to play in some of the test vehicles. And that technology is has got to be out there. Why G- GM's been a big... Hydrogen, they? yeah, they, they, they had their stake in it, too. I'm not saying, I shouldn't say had. I mean, it's still a viable Probably technology out there, yeah. But why, like, hydrogen went away. Why is it now coming back online? Is it because we, I mean, is there some political stuff? Is it just we fell out of favor? Don't you think the consumers are more aware of, like, of of, of the, the byproduct of making batteries and, and the disposal batteries? I mean, isn't that now a topic that wasn't there it's definitely Take, something that gets talked about. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I'm not at the level where I could say whether it's all that great or not for the environment. I think that's still um, a lot to be learned because uh, it's still growing part of the business. It's still yeah. growing. I mean, yeah. from Elon Musk to, to Toyota in this article. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, you know, we, we talked a lot, even at the very beginning of the show, we talked about like Volvo and Saab and these companies talking about how in Europe they weren't going to make any more. You know, combustion engines ever after twenty thirty, and we or thought that we thought two years ago that seemed like crazy talk, but now here we sit in twenty twenty one, getting ready to go into twenty twenty two, and I mean we're talking every manufacturer is pushing the electric initiative. We could literally be talking about the next three or four years, every manufacturer having two or three EVs on their lot. Mm-hmm. Did, yeah. did we did we even think that was possible five years ago? No, because it's or two years ago. I, I still think there's this mentality, and I I, sh- I have some of that. I share some of these feelings. I I think there's this mentality like, well, that's not the answer. I've had a lot of people, a lot of people that are into cars, 
say, I'm not against buying a hybrid, but I'm never going to buy an EV because that's just not that's not the future. That's like a stepping stone. There has to be something that either harnesses more energy or is more efficient that lets people do what they do now, which is tow a truck across the country with a camp, tow a camper across the country. Well, that or, sounds like fun. I should do that. You mm-hmm. should do that. I think I'll try that. A little foreshadowing, perhaps? <laughs> no, but think about it. I mean, I've, had, I've also had other friends that have gone out and gone full EV, and they've gone to weekend trips, and they're like, I have to bring my charger, and I have to plan. Yeah. Like... We're going to stay at my friend's house here and charge overnight. But in the 30s, all the way up until the 50s, until Eisenhower built the the highway system, um, that was that way then, too. And even once the highway, it was still very much planning because I know I can drive anywhere in this country and get a gas station. Yeah. I know I can do it with minimal planning. Yeah. Maybe I have run out of gas here and there, but that was my own fault. Um, We're right at that cusp of that technology again with electricity. And then after that will be other forms of... Of, of power supply. Maybe it is going to be hydrogen. I don't know. But we're right there with electricity right now. That was my, my reasoning for bringing yeah. up Wisconsin. Yeah. They got it. Interstate 90 all the way to Minneapolis from Chicago. You can charge your car all the way up Yeah, and, and have a butter burger. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's almost like, uh, you know, 3G, 4G, 5G. Exactly. I mean, it's almost, it's the yeah. same thing. I mean, these, these transportation routes between Chicago and Minnesota were also the same areas that had, you know, bandwidth, you know, mm-hmm. and, and in this infrastructure upgrade. So it's just by population and by travel. So we'll just start to see this, this upgrade possibly. I think so. In my opinion, I mean, I'm not speaking on behalf of the company or any other company, but when we read into something like this, we should be reading into other things like the transportation bill that's just been in the news a lot. Read into what that's actually covering and what that is actually putting to work across the highway. A lot of people think it's just, uh, upgrading our roads, fixing our bridges, and stuff like that. No, there's way more to that transportation bill. That that could be a topic all in itself in this. But and that improve that involves improving some of this infrastructure. And then you can go even farther down the technology road uh, in, into infrastructure and do- start talking about autonomous vehicles. Like in Japan, um, their highway system is part of the autonomous vehicle system. You know, with co- vehicle communication and stuff like that. So that's part of the step of even and we, and part we of talked that about, We've talked about this. It's yeah. coming. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I was at David Davis Mansion, and I'm talking about this, and a guy from Rivian walked over and like, oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't help it over here. My car was Bluetooth in no. the other car. Yeah. Well, no, he's like, oh, we're working on that. You know. Yeah, I yeah. said something to your wife. I said, imagine 10 years from now that you're not going to be – you're going to be on the interstate, and everything around you is going to be autonomous. Yeah. And 10 years from now seems like science fiction because I think it could happen – Six or seven years from now. I think we're literally getting that close. You could start seeing more and more cars around you. There's different levels of autonomous driving. Um, I don't remember the designations, but every manufacturer has their own designations of level of autonomy when it comes to their cars. Cruise control was the very first start of that. Oh, funny you should mention that. Uh, Yeah, no kidding, right? But um, it's just grown from there until it's going to be, you know, no driver input. You know, people say, oh, that'll never happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, It's... But, it's happened with the airline industry. It happened with, yeah. I mean, trains, the the subway things you ride. You, it, we're going to get to that point. I think the issue is how is that going to be sold? How is that going to be managed? Uh, I think, and I've said this from the beginning. I think it's going to be legislated, and I think it's mm-hmm. going to be tied to infrastructure repair bills. Exactly. That's and that's where I'm bringing it back to this article. Yeah. It's yeah. it all has to come back to infrastructure, and it's mm-hmm. whether it's charging stations at rest areas or it's you know paving that. 
paving the stupid roads that you drive on every day that you tear your tires up and say, somebody, we need to fix this road. The state of Illinois needs to fix this road. Well, they will, mm-hmm. but they'll also put like, I don't know, maybe some sort of lane marking system in there or some sort of guidance. Sure, it's autonomy. Yeah. 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 yeah, it has to go that way, yeah. I think. And maybe we don't need six lanes of, you know, if we have cars that are maybe a little bit more efficient, a little bit more um, automated, you take the, the bozos out, which by the way, the COVID times, people, like, they've done studies on this, like, the last two, last year. People's driving, like, they're way over the speed limit. Their driving is terrible. And it's, I don't know why. I don't <laughs> way know. To go, way to go, you cannonballers. Yeah. It's, okay. not, it's not them. They're okay. safe. Okay. <laughs> no, but it's, uh, I think, you know, there was there a period of time where I'm like, you can take the car from my cold, dead hand. And now I'm kind of like, you know, maybe this is why we need self-driving cars. Yeah. Because I don't need to have to fight some guy going 75 and a 55 every day. On the way to well, work. Well, I mean, I couldn't get on the interstate yesterday going eastbound on 474 because a semi had gone too fast through the intersection and rolled himself over sideways. <laughs> I'm like, how did he do that? You know, he obviously was going too fast. He just he was turning right and just whoop, boom. Just lost yeah, it. Yeah, and so for four hours, the interstate was blocked off. They had a bus that had that, too, on 55 there in Morton. We're yeah. coming off 155. Yeah. Right after they redid everything, like, oh, it's great. And it was like January, and it was like a <laughs> bus full of – it was like college basketball players. And it just went right into the ditch. And they're like, yeah, he was going 25 faster than the curve. Yeah. So, nice. I mean, just that kind of stupid stuff. Yeah. You've got a computer that can control it. Maybe yeah. maybe things get better. Anyway. All right. So, so yeah, I didn't mean to completely sidetrack no, that's us, cool. the article, but I just believe that – I get a lot of questions like this from family and friends in the yeah. industry, and um, there's just to me there's a way bigger picture that society should look at, and uh, it's a lot more than just whether or not we're making the right plug-in car or any manufacturers doing that at the time. No, there's there's a bigger picture to this whole concept, and no. it involves a lot of society. I completely agree. I I just think th- I think it's moving faster than we can possibly acknowledge. Exactly. I think that I think it's a matter of us being in the Midwest. I think a lot of the times. I always say everything starts from the coast and works its way inward. Back when I was a craft beer nerd, you know, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, we don't get any good beers because everybody out on those coasts. Back you when know. you're a fashion nerd, yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Bad fashions in the Midwest. We were in sweaters. <laughs> everybody's wearing, you know, something else. Uh, Bell bottoms, <laughs> mom jeans. Uh, <laughs> those got to go. Those have to. But go. anyway, no, everything works its way in, and I think the Midwest, and and we're certainly not the true Midwest. I think we're talking Kansas. Uh, Nebraska, mm, no, Iowa. I mean, I, I just come here to visit for work. You're the true Midwest, are we? Oh yeah, really? Yeah, yeah are, we like, are we Chicago's like Chicago's not the true Midwest? Well, I'm not saying Chicago, but I'm saying downstate <laughs> Illinois. If you've ever spent time in Kansas or Nebraska, we're by far, uh, you know, light years ahead of some of those people out there. I mean, if you if you drive to Denver, I've driven to Denver a few times. I have too. There's a big span out there of infrastructure that still has to be. I built. say those are the people that want to be there. Well, there's also got to be a population trapped, to support it. Trapped. That's and that's um, the other thing too. We talk about infrastructure. Yeah. You know, it's going to be nice in places like Wisconsin where there's a lot of tourists. You know, people go to the Dells, people go whatever. Um, but they they also there's a fair amount of people in Wisconsin. Um, I don't think Idaho is going to see some really awesome you know <laughs> charging stations next to a. Well, think about this. It's a just, roadside, just like when the railroads married each. Uh, with, you know, with the Golden Spike. Oh, yeah. I mean, it happened in a certain spot. I mean, yeah. literally, we could be talking about that Golden Spike moment. I, I think so. I believe that that's yeah. going to happen in yeah. our lifetime. It'll be like for autonomy, or it'll be for hydrogen power. Yeah, or something. and it's yeah. going to meet somewhere mm-hmm. in the mountain states, or somewhere in the middle of the Great Plains. Yeah, you know, finally, technology from the coast will have, have met each other. Elon's tunnel. Uh, yeah, something yeah. like that's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, so as long as there's mom right. jeans. Had <laughs> <laughs> to bring mom jeans. All right, so uh, we did also have a big segment here in national news. I was going to get into the whole Ford and GM fight about Copilot 360 and cruise and super cruise, blue cruise, all that stuff. But we're going to skip that. We're going to put it in the next episode. Sorry about that because what that did is it led down a rabbit hole. I'm not sure if you know who Ralph Teeter is. Daryl, do you know who Ralph Teeter is? I've never heard the name until Have you ever heard now. the Automotive Museum? Or, uh, no. What is it, the Automotive History Museum? The Automotive uh, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Yes. Well, Ralph Teeter holds a spot. He was inducted in 1988. He's a Distinguished Service uh, Citation Award uh, for his work in 1964. He created the Speedo Stat, and we're going to talk about it in the next episode, Daryl. I'm just going to bring that up. It's happening because this Ford and Chevy thing will not end, okay? All right. Fair Fair enough. enough. Well, do me a favor. I don't mean to. I'm sorry. That's fine. No, please. When when you do that, when you you talk about Mr. Teeter, don't forget to talk about Mr. Robert Kearns. Robert Kearns? Uh, You might remember him from Greg Kinnear played him in Flash of Genius. Was this the movie about the intermittent wipers? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, That was one of those. I'm like, that looks interesting. Never saw it. Great movie. Is it good? Great movie. So I read your article for the pre-show, so thank you. And that's all I could stop thinking about. Keep thinking about was Mr. Well, Kearns, Teeter and, and Kearns buddies or something. I don't know. Teeter and I, I Kearns. I hope they are. I really I, hope in my heart they were buddy. Yeah, Teeter, Teeter and, and Kearns. Kearns. How, how, how they've been ripped off? Is that Scott. like uh, oh. like Hall and Oates or how, yeah? How big Scott. auto ruined their lives? <laughs> One of them ended up in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna write to some local news. We got a couple local articles here. Chicago, Daryl, you're you're a Chicago guy. You like to hang out up there, up in the big city. Oh yeah, all the time. The windy city where you're from. Chicago speed cameras now ticket drivers going six miles per hour over. The new rules resulted in about three hundred thousand citations and eleven million dollar fines in the first two months. This is from the Chicago Tribune. Wow. Uh, and so a speed camera located at 4831 North Lawrence Avenue caught the second most speeders in the first two months after Lori Lightfoot, that's the mayor of Chicago, Daryl, she started ticketing motorists driving as little as six miles per hour over the speed limit. After Mayor Lightfoot dropped the threshold to six miles per hour in March, the Lawrence Avenue speed monitor and lots of others got mighty busy issuing $35 tickets. So two-month period, just dropping that... What is it? Five miles per hour from four, four, four miles per hour. Ten. Yeah. I wasn't good at math, Regan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, so six mile an hour over. Apparently, you're not a speeder. Uh, Eleven million dollars in two months. Yeah, that's a windfall of cash. But this this is garbage. This oh, it's is, total crap. Yeah, yeah. This it's, is even uh, at ten mile an hour. That's like a hey, what are you doing, knucklehead? Knock it off. First off, you. This is what I don't get. People don't understand. There's millions of people who vote. I think. And they vote for these people who allowed this to happen. So if you don't like this, why are you, I mean, vote yeah, against vote. it. Get out yeah. and vote. Yeah. Well, I don't think Mayor Lightfoot's too popular anyways. <laughs> no. But I think she might be more popular in Chicago than elsewhere in Illinois. Yeah. That's the other thing, too. Always with people like, oh, Mayor Daly, blah, blah, blah. When I was a kid, it was, yeah. oh, Mayor Daly, Mayor Daly. I'm like, outside of Chicago, he's got nothing. Well, I mean, he's got a little juice. But at the same time, it's not like that guy ran the state. Do you think Mayor, Mayor Lori Lightfoot runs the state? I guess another thing about this is nobody who lives in Chicago is breaking these tickets. They all know. No, they don't drive cars. The people who are getting these tickets are probably people from outside the county or the, outside the city. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe. Or like taxi drivers or something. Taxi drivers and people just trying to go to work. Trying to get the job done. Yeah, because they sat on the Eisenhower for an extra hour that morning because there was a shooting on the freeway. <laughs> and now they got a speed once they get into city streets, and then they get their ticket. Yeah. yeah. 
No, it, it, it's definitely it's uh, living up there is an acquired taste. But uh, Chicago aside, I just think the whole speed cameras is. I, I just have a problem with that. I, I don't know. I don't too know. Too much why. Big Brother. Too much 1984 for uh, you. There's a little yeah. bit of that, but also like it's a, if it's going to be a game, if it's cops and robbers or <laughs> cops and speeders, like I want to see a cop in a car with a with a, a uniform yeah. doing a thing. You yeah. want you want the gotcha or I, yeah. I got away yeah. or you're right. You got I don't me this time, copper. <laughs> <laughs> don't give me next time. Yeah, yeah. in that <laughs> voice too. Yeah, yeah. bogey. No. Do the bogey. I don't want an automated ticket that just shows up in my mailbox with a picture of my car and me going like you know. Look, a stupid face on the camera. Boy. It's always got to be the stupid face. There will yeah. be like a cheeseburger in his face. Or I'd be picking my nose yeah. or something. It'd be some embarrassing I love photo. the look up at the camera one. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the ones they always put on TV. They're like they're over the steering wheel yeah. looking right over oh. the camera. Is it, is it flashes? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that's because they usually have a sign before you get zapped that says like, you know, speed photo enforced. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, where's the and, camera? And it already got you. And those bright, blinding, blinding bright lights just yeah. start going yeah. off. You're like, yeah, yeah well. Yeah. I did. I was in the car they had one of these well it was a red light camera but same thing that was a whole ordeal too in chicago right years mm-hmm. ago oh yeah they had some third-party company they contracted with who said you know you need money instead of raising taxes or using the taxes you've already because you know a gas a gallon of gas there's like eight thousand dollars in cook county um instead of using your tax money wisely here's another way you can make more money put red light cameras at every intersection and they did and of course the company took a huge cut mm-hmm. and there was some shadiness there i think court cases ensued and that was the end of it but i remember they had one of those up in gurney uh, which is a different county but my dad my, i was riding with my folks and my dad like did not come to a complete stop right there at, and then, oh man i know <laughs> that i know yeah got, it was like but i stopped but you stopped past the crosswalk yeah, 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 it's looking right at that yeah. that white line or something. Uh, no. It was at uh, your poor dad. He was a driving school instructor. He's driving. He's driving a teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he was. That's, that's proof that the system's broken. Yeah, he's like, what? Somebody just took my picture. This is bogus. And then like a week later, he got the thing in the mail, and he's. Like, <laughs> well, they, and I think his picture was like this. He was like looking exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. They need to do <sighs> like when you're at Disneyland and you go down Magic Mountain and they got those pictures of everybody <laughs> yeah. coming down. Yeah, yeah, there's got to be a place where they're all posted. Yeah, like yeah. a wall of fame. Yeah. Exactly, and then for an extra twenty bucks, you can buy well, come your picture. On. Everybody oh, knows yeah. doctors or nurses who have like pictures of you know people with things stuck in their butt and stuff like that. I guarantee you. <laughs> Whoa, where are you going? I guarantee you the DM. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, I guarantee you the DMV has tons of pictures. Like, like yeah. yeah, they you got want, all, all these great. The pictures. state of Illinois wants revenue, or the city of Chicago wants revenue. Sell those pictures. Yeah. Sell those keychains. Yeah, yeah. Put them on exactly. Yeah. Silk screen. And put I'm them gonna, on a I'll shirt. buy my picture. I like hell yeah. That's, that was me getting that red light <laughs> on a T-shirt. Yeah, get it on an. You know what's that? I was doing twenty. Over in that picture. Store. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. <laughs> Such a rebel mom getting that ticket. Anyways, that's bogus. I hope that that program gets shut down. And by the way, six over, my father-in-law is a retired game warden, and he used to say, set your cruise at seven miles an hour over. You'll never get hassled. Yeah, I remember no that. No more than I remember seven. That. I remember that, too. There's some, was it like... There's some so, if it's 55, freeze. 62. Yeah. And, and 62, you should be golden, right? Yeah, you I should that. be. Yeah. Anyway, all right, you got, in, you got a story here, Daryl? I do. Um, this is just a real quick one. This is uh, under the auspices of local news. The Bloomington Gold Corvette Show. Anybody who's a Corvette fan? Back in the day, yeah. You remember hearing that? Oh, my Corvette. Uh, it's Bloomington Gold certified. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. Oh, cool. Great. Good for you. Anyways, Bloomington Gold Corvette Show returns to uh, Bloomington. No way. Yeah, say it ain't so. The granddaddy of Corvette shows, born in Bloomington, Illinois, back in 1973, has been gone for decades. Now it's coming home. 
Yay. Uh, it actually circled around. I believe it was in Champagne for many years. I think they offered him like a better deal. I thought or, they went to like Indianapolis or something, didn't they? They might have moved there, and then they also went to um, St. Charles. My dad and I went to one in St. Charles, and my dad's like, "This sucks," because like, <laughs> it was just weird. It was like, was it the, at that hotel? did they call it Bloomington Run? Feds Run? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I think it's bankrupt. But they called and it Bloomington God, no. Gold. Yeah. So that the, the Bloomington moniker makes no sense out of its location. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely made no sense at all. And they're like, oh, this is cool. It didn't take place anywhere near there. <laughs> Bottom line is, I'll just kind of, um, there, about 5,000 Corvettes are going to be there, uh, at this next event, which is going to be in Bloomington at the, um, the Bone Student Center Ballroom, which is at Illinois State University. In the, in the ballroom, huh? Yeah. And I think, um, <laughs> they're also going to have some stuff at like the, the Redburn Arena and stuff like that. A pretty big venue. Um, June 10th and 11th of 2022. It's going to be open to the public. So if you're in central Illinois or in the greater Midwest and you really like Corvettes, there's really some cool ones there, including, uh, you know, some, like, what do you call them? High end. This like show was huge. Split window coupes and As stuff. somebody who yeah, grew up in central Illinois in the 70s, mm-hmm. I mean, this, you, I-55, actually, I grew up when it was still 66. There was Corvettes everywhere. Yeah. We watch them go up and down the interstate. That was that was the deal. You'd always back in the day. you could tell whenever that weekend was happening yeah. because there'd be stuff on trailers and oh, it'd just yeah. be like every third or fourth trailer you'd see on the interstate would be a nice Corvette in Is there. Is this a Jeep show or something? Why would they be on trailers? <sighs> oh sorry, did I say that? I'm sorry. Maybe sorry. <laughs> Well so that's something to shoot for. Um and, and I'll give the guy credit. The guy who's like the head of the um convention and visitors bureau there in, in normal, Bloomington Normal basically said this. He said, the community needs more big events like this as entertainment venues struggle to recover from the pandemic. I say that to say this. Folks that do go to some of these events, if you're going to go out to a particular show, or uh, I always use the car show and the cooler example. There are so many people that will be like, yeah, I'll take my car to a car show, but I'm going to bring a cooler and pack my own lunch. Man, stop doing that stuff. You know, if, if you're at a place and they've got people with food carts or they've got a catering company in there and they've got, you know, somebody playing guitar or a DJ or something like that, and they got a little, put, put some tip money in there, go buy a hot dog from the vendor. Or corn dog. Or corn dog. <laughs> corn dog. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. Uh, I just, I think that's the way to do it because that's, it's kind of in the spirit of, community right and helping yeah. helping Absolutely. each other out this is huge i think it's great yeah it's yeah. good news and probably a lot of money for the local economy is it about that time are you ready this is what i came for are you ready for this yeah i mean if you have a hearing impairment i suggest right now you turn down your headphones thank you you have a three two one it's time for your moment of musk oh, robots according to w wtvo uh, out of San Francisco, Tesla CEO Elon Musk unveiled plans to produce a humanoid robot called the Tesla Bot, which will be used as the Man. same artificial intelligence powers. He's good at naming that, stuff. Yeah, he is really good. It uh, <laughs> powers the company's autonomous vehicles. According to Reuters, Musk said the electric car maker will likely launch a Tesla Bot next year, which will be designed to do dangerous, repetitive, or boring work, such as going to the store for groceries. Hey, I like that. No, not sure how dangerous that's been for you company. guys. He announced this at AI Day at the presentation on Thursday. The robot is expected to stand 5 feet 8 inches and weigh 225 pounds using the same autopilot cameras in its head that are used in the Tesla vehicles. The face will also be a display screen. According to Elon, it's intended to be a friendly, of course, navigate through the world built of humans, Elon said. We're setting it such that it will be mechanically level on a physical level. You can run away from it and most likely overpower it. 
Most <laughs> likely. Okay. Folks. We're going to come back to that. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, the Tesla CEO added with a chuckle, a cryptic chuckle, I'm sure. Hopefully that doesn't ever happen. But you never know. Five miles per hour. If you can run faster than that, you'll be fine. And that, folks, is your moment of must run away. Oh, my God. I don't know what I just heard here, but Elon's saying, hopefully you can run faster than my robot. So old people and children. <laughs> Jesus. Look I mean, I, yeah. You can run away from it and most likely overpower it. Yeah. First most off, likely. last episode, he's talking about dangerous elevator operators amputating you mm-hmm. know and decapitating customers and now he's making jokes about a robot that may chase you and hopefully you can run away from it this dude has lost his mind i think he probably needs to put down whatever it is he's in, uh, ingesting uh, i don't know what that is i don't presume to know but that's just i didn't get how the stock rebounded after this conversation do you think it was up or down i didn't look but <laughs> I'd be interested to know what happened. I mean, I, I don't have any the Tesla guy stock. did also bring a flamethrower to market. I mean, give him a break a little bit. <laughs> what was that? Was that called the Tesla thrower? Or like, no, it's from the boring, the boring it was company. The boring company. It was yeah. a boring flamethrower. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I kind of wanted one. I, well, I mean, who doesn't? And and who, and, and first <laughs> who off, who doesn't did, want a robot? Did, did anybody see this robot? And then I, I saw a Dave Matthews logo the other day. Do you see this? Do you know, it's yeah. pretty pretty close. Yeah, it is. So I think. I think Elon might be a fan of Dave Matthews because there's something about the Dave Matthews logo and the robot. I almost, I wanted to throw that like black head on there, and next thing you know, who would who would actually win in a fight? Honda's Osimo or oh, the Tesla bot? Oh, Tesla bot's going to win. You I've seen yeah, I've seen Osimo, and Toyota has robots too. By they do. The way. They do. And yeah. uh, weren't they going to be in the stands at the the Tokyo Olympics? They were. Yes. What were they going to be doing? Menial work or like tearing ticket stuff? Clapping. That would be one of those dangerous jobs. That uh, you know, like going to the grocery store, but you have to clap all day. Clapping during the uh, <laughs> the shot put. There's jokes I'd love to make, but I'm not gonna. Yeah. So but also, uh, this, this thing stands five eight and weighed 125 pounds, which is like what I did in fourth grade. Um, <laughs> the face will be a display screen. What what would the face display? Probably a mirror image of yourself. At, it'll be in fourth it'll grade. be like when the Tesla and you leave your dog in the car and it says, "Don't worry, I'm okay." Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is what it'll do. Just don't, don't worry, you yeah. can outrun me. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, you can out- overpower yeah. me. Maybe. I can foresee it a time. I think about my yard needs mode. I'm going to have robots for that. And I need groceries. And supposedly the Samsung already will, have those. Will, will see that you know I need milk. And so Amazon will like airlift yeah. some milk into my house or something like that. But do I need a humanoid robot like Rosie from the Jetsons? That's like, what go that's into what the we store. Need. We need a retro robot. We need somebody to come up with a ro- like a fully function Tesla bot, but with like a Rosie skin. That would skin. be hilarious. That would be better. And people would feel safer with the Rosie bot than that thing. Because this guy looks like the Will Smith robot. I'm thing. not feeling safe with any robot that looks like that. Now, can you imagine that. that walking around your house? So you go to bed at night and you have... I, I don't even like having my cat in the house at night. Yeah. Oh. My cat jumps on the bed and I freak out. Imagine if you know that thing's in the other room. You got your concealed carry? Yeah. No, I, I, I never have had a need for a robot. You I sure? don't have a you need sure? for Alexa. Right now, like I don't like, I don't want that in my house. No. Let alone something that listens to me, talks back, and moves. Like, no, I'm not ready for this. Absolutely yeah. not. There might be a time. But you get place, your groceries. I can, I can order groceries and pick them up on the way home. I don't even have to get out of the car. I'll put them in my trunk. Yeah, what now it, they just do. Yeah. What about when you're in a wheelchair with a little quilt over your legs and you're like, eh, like, like Professor X yeah, from the exactly. X Men? Well, a little I more, think this a little is. More I think I think that's exactly what 
Elon wants to be that evil scientist Ooh, guy. Yes. <laughs> that, that's where he's going. Here. He's, he just yeah. needs a cat to pet. Yeah, yeah. He's Mr. Like, Bigglesworth. Dr. He's Claw. like the he's like the doctor from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Sally, Sally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Claw. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I never. And even as a kid, there. Were, I think guys especially go through that phase where like I want to build a robot or like I want. I saw Revenge of the Nerds, yeah. 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 There was a thing, <laughs> too. Revenge of the Nerds? They built a robot. In the, the 80s. Yeah. So you got Revenge of the Nerds. Um, there, there was a couple other stupid... Uh, Short Circuit. Yeah, There's yeah. one. Johnny Five. Johnny Five. What's the other one? Um, the series, Riptide. They always had the, mm. the guys with the helicopter, and they had the one nerd who had a robot that he built. Mm, I, don't, I don't remember that one. <laughs> I remember, I remember uh, Twiki from Buck Rogers. Dude, you've got to stop whatever you... What is... It's cheap cables. Patreon, folks, we haven't used your money efficiently. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, we're, we're going to put on the shopping cart here new audio cables. It's my headphone cable, somehow. I don't, like, I don't even know how don't that move, works. Just sit there straight. <sighs> if right. only a robot yeah, Dar- was here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. They she could do the show, and I could do be the home. show. We'll program it. All right. Well, I... I, 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 I I don't think I'll ever get used to as long as Elon Musk is doing his thing. How serious people the media takes him. He's, he's having this. so much fun with us. Oh yeah, he's having a blast with us. Where's the truck? Where's the truck? Doesn't matter. He's making a robot. Did somebody put a deposit on that yet? I, no. I know some people that did. For real? They did just to piss me off. Actually, just <laughs> just to grind. <laughs> so your they could get me to rant I about even, it. I can't but, find the Hot Wheel car. The thing. So, but you know. exactly. I mean, he the, from the flamethrower to the truck to the car in space. I mean this. This guy is a multimillionaire that gets to do multi-billionaire yeah. that gets to throw stuff into space, which is amazing. So he comes up with stuff like this, and I'm pretty sure it's just to mess with us. Yeah. And I think, think it's great. I think it's funny, but also wouldn't it be nice if he just like opened a cancer center <laughs> or uh, that's a whole nother podcast? Fixed poverty somewhere. No, nobody wants. Out to of do all that. the billionaires How on the planet, you're going to pick on him, Daryl? Yes. Come on, yes, how fun I would that be? I mean, that's terrible. I already picked on Jeff Bezos enough. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. So. As I buy everything on Amazon. Exactly. Exactly. Go to go to the local store. No, I'm going to go to Amazon.com. Uh-huh. Get that. I wish uh, more billionaires did what did what Elon does, and like I'm making a robot. <laughs> Who cares? I'm going to smoke weed on a podcast, but say I didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so what? Because <laughs> you know why? Because I'm a billionaire. Yeah, he can do it. All right. Yeah. Well, that was your moment of Musk. It's always something fresh with this dude. All right. So I had a little, just a little note on grinding in the gears. Guys, I was in Home Depot this weekend. I was out buying a, a retrofit light fixture for a lamp that my mother-in-law had to have because it belonged to her, her mom and it broke. So I paid eleven ninety five. And I and I rebuilt this lamp, very not nice. too hard, you know, just the, just the the stem and the wire and all that stuff. And I'm like, that's not a big deal. Yeah. As I'm walking through Home Depot and going back to the electrical section, I go right through the appliances, and there's a guy standing there with a curled up ball cap, and his wife standing there next to him. I assume it's his wife, uh, and two Home Depot employees. He's like, well, you know, if they build stuff to last, you know, they don't do that anymore. And uh, I just. I just can't take this conversation anymore. I, so it, it came to a whole conversation, and I, and I think you guys were on this online. You're like, well, I got a 1955 Frigidaire, you know, whatever. whatever. What year? 51. 51. <laughs> I think you, you know that device where you can like, yeah. wiggle your hand was and it, like the, makes the, music? The theremin? Theremin. I think you got a theremin going on over there, Daryl. What, what <laughs> in the heck? 
It has nothing to do with this jumble of wires here at all. No. Yeah. Shut up, Regan. Anyway. Not at all. She, you, you're good at wiring harnesses? <laughs> you want to no. make this one? Anyway. So, I, I stopped making it, remember? So it led into a conversation about the 1951 Frigidaire. And uh, I get it. I understand that, that there's like these awesome old refrigerators, you know, from the 1950s. Yeah. You know, the sidewalls are six inches thick. They have about uh, enough space in them to put a 12-pack of beer in them, but yet they're still running at probably $250 a year in electricity. I got four cases yeah. of bush light in there easy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, Tetris. It, it, it galls me sometimes when people think that, that manufacturers are building stuff with with an arbitrary value on it, as far as a longevity value, I don't I don't believe Samsung or Frigidaire or whoever manufacturer he bought his last fridge from said, "Oh, here's what we're gonna do," and they rubbed their palms together like, you know, Mr. Burns, yeah. we're gonna make this fridge last five years, and he'll be so disappointed, and we'll have spent thousands of dollars on it. that. That's not what happens, you know. I think it literally comes down to American consumer wants to spend. $1,500 on these devices. They want these features on them. And how do we make it in a way that makes us profit, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's what it boils down to. Because American consumers aren't like, I'm going to pay for the best value for 10 or 20 years down the road. They don't do that, right? Yeah. I'm looking at Daryl Square. I'm sorry. I'm not looking at Regan. I'm just no, you're fine. asking the question here. Well, is there, uh, is there a point where their reputation is worth another purchase cycle? I mean, is that how far they're analyzing it, where their reputation for quality is worth coming back to? Or is it Mm. enough to hang your head on just the quality? Yeah. I mean, because they do need revenue. You do need to keep selling products. So do you keep making it so that everybody wants a Samsung refrigerator? Or do you make it so that we got enough Samsung customers, we maxed out here, so now we got to just start making them buy more? (laughs) is, is, Is that the balance they're going after? See, for me, I think it's it, it has a lot to do with the, the the tech that goes into it. I think back in the day, especially talking about refrigeration, we got refrigerators with TVs in them, Bluetooth refrigerators, yeah. Wi-Fi. Yeah, we've got all this goofball stuff in them. But back in the day, somebody's like, "I want something to keep my food cold," and yeah. that's it. And this, they built that's what they built. This compartment's real cold. This one's kind of cold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See the stuff with the frost in it? That's colder. <laughs> Every once in a while, I got to turn it off so that dries out. Yeah. yeah. And nowadays, it's like we want. George Carlin had a great thing about it. It's like we we want you know a phone that'll make pancakes and rub our back and you know, <laughs> um, go to space and all that stuff. We want so much out of our stuff, but we don't want to pay a lot. And all that, uh, this is too expensive, or this isn't made well. Well, that's based on what? What is that based on? Well, I just don't want to pay that. Well, that, a fridge is $1,500, $2,000 for a good fridge. Yeah, that's yeah. what you're going to pay now. Mm-hmm. Back in the 50s, it was probably, if you adjust for inflation, probably a good, almost about that same amount of oh, money. Well, I bet it was more than that. Well, there's a reason why I got my grandma's 1951 Frigidaire, because I think she paid a premium for it, like you said, and it never broke. And why would she get rid of it? Yeah, she's also a depression arrow woman, but yeah. at the same time, and you probably have all of her depression glass too, because she wouldn't get rid of that too, right? Somebody's got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're absolutely right. And I, I also think too, we didn't have that baseline when all those things were new, like the electric automatic washer. That was a new thing. Before that, it was like here's a washboard, have fun all weekend, you know, <laughs> and here's a clothesline, and you're done because we don't have dryers yet. When those things were invented. We didn't have, like, we didn't master that. It was just like, well, here's an electric motor. I'm going to put it in a drum, and it's going to beat the hell out of the clothes, and that'll get clean. Um, 
years later, it's like, well, maybe we don't need this giant industrial motor. Maybe we can shrink this, or maybe we can make the agitator a little more scientific so it cleans the clothes better. Same thing with air conditioners. Everything on an air con- like if you look under the hood of an old 50s Cadillac, you'll see a giant compressor. You'll see relays and stuff like that that kind of probably look like parts that are on the Frigidaire fridge. They, they probably, yeah, because it's a General Motors Frigidaire fridge, yeah. And they were proud of that. <laughs> they were proud of that. If you look in the trunk of an old 50, early 50s Cadillac, you'll see in the trunk, like, you know, Frigidaire, a division of General Motors. And a lot of that stuff was interchangeable. Years later, you know, if you look at a car today, well, they don't need all that. And the refrigerant, the gas they use is different, which I guess they changed it again, too. It's not 134. Well, so I didn't know, it, back in the 50s? Some of those were ammonia. Seriously, yeah. yeah. This yeah. one is not, thankfully, okay. but um, I don't actually know what's in it. Well, so would it be an R? Tw- I mean, R something or what? R four twenty two. Yeah, I think Daryl's right. Yeah, that's okay. that's the stuff that when you if you have an older AC unit at home, they're like, yeah, this is gonna cost you. Mm-hmm. So can you <laughs> retrofit it like we do with the uh, one thirty four? No. no. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll work as efficiently. And the same thing we see that with the old car guys, whether they want to keep the original compressor, like let's say you got a sixties Mustang that's got factory AC, that's cool. If they change that and swap the orifices or the O-rings, all that stuff they got to do to retrofit to 134, they're like, this doesn't cool as well. Well, it's because it was designed for a, a different gas, yeah, R12. Yeah. yeah, and that other stuff burned a hole in the ozone years ago. So, <laughs> I mean, the trade-off was it worked really well. You had a yeah, nice, yeah. cool car. Hell, yeah. You always hear the old time, oh, this thing frees you out. It's yeah. frees yeah. you out. Well, it yeah. also killed lots of polar and bears. And your wife's <laughs> hair could be stacked up two feet back my, with those My, those my 89 Camaro on R12 would blow... I mean, I'm sure it wasn't working right, but it still blew clouds, like, clouds out yeah. of. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. my favorite thing. When I mean, I was it was a kid. way overcharged because I had a leak, so I would just just, just keep topping it off. We'd, we'd ask our mom to turn the AC on so it could make the clouds come out. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. back when I was a kid. You, uh-huh. know? you know, hit the button so it makes the clouds. Yep. Yeah. My dad used to call it poison gas. <laughs> Maybe that's why I messed up that in the head. That was just cold air. Yeah, it was just cold air. Yeah, Daryl, I'm not sure if you're aware of that or <laughs> if not. If you went and hit the Schrader valve, yeah. then yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That was you weren't poison. breathing in Freon unless he was sticking no, a screwdriver no. into something. It was like little. a joke. It yeah. was a, but Our 79 Pontiac Le Mans yeah. wagon had that. And I, But that's the thing. To your point, is the guy kind of a buffoon? Yes. Yeah. But at the same time, there is the, the kernel of truth to that is a lot of stuff was overbuilt. The trouble is you can't expect a company to survive selling you one item 30 years ago. You can't. Well, I don't think that – I mean, we talk about the life cycle of a car. When somebody buys a car, the average ownership span is probably – the first owner is probably four or five years, right? Is there – do you know what the average is? Not no. For a new car, though, um, I think one of the industry standards that I read a long time ago was something like six purchase cycles in your lifetime. Okay. Yeah, So that's probably – Five years, you know, or six years per yeah. car, or something yeah, so like you're that. Probably, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, realistically, we gotta we gotta make sure that first guy has a trouble free car, right? That's the goal. So they come mm-hmm. back, and after that, you know, it, it just depends on the manufacturer. That, what that's what, what I was talking doing. about with the duality between, like, what Daryl said is, we can't just sell one car and expect to be in business forever. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, you also got to establish your reputation and quality somehow, some way. So is well, there is there number crunchers somewhere in these companies that do this? I don't know. No, there's somebody with an actuary table thinking this stuff over. Yeah. Hard to believe. Somebody running numbers. There's also <laughs> conversion points along the journey, the customer journey. You hearing that? Experience, yeah. Customer experience, okay. You're, you, there's all those little touch points along the way where somebody who, you know, instead of buying a new car every year, you're going to get them in on service. 
and yeah. they're going to experience that. You might have somebody, oops, I get a fender bender. Well, if you have a body shop, you want to make sure that you treat mm-hmm. the customer right and you know warranty your work because they're going to keep the car longer if they're putting some paint work into it. There's there's all those little things that we don't think about. Where back in the day, it was just like just get them in the door, sell them something, and you yeah, know, and, now you're right. And every oil change, like oh, you know, you should look at the new model for yeah, 1960. Right? <laughs> and of course, they did the planned obsolescence, so the 1959 looked different. The 1960 looked different. Well, we got to give you a reason to trade, right? Yeah, that was always the deal. Yeah, Daryl hit the nail on the head, though. It's all about the, the touch point, the experience after the purchase. To, to, to keep you coming back and it's how you handle those situations and boom customer service is born and, yeah. and away we go yeah. that's right my dad is a big big proponent of that and also like if you can sell him some nice all-weather floor mats he he will do he'll he'll be like you know they're really good over there i'm gonna go back <laughs> yeah, yes nice. i mean yeah nice. it's really the little things isn't uh, it? yeah it is yeah now i will say this one thing and this is a side note uh i did see the day now they have employee experience managers. Have you heard of this? No. You don't have this where you work? No. Okay. I'm surprised you don't, Regan. Oh, don't th- like don't an, get me started. Yeah, I'm no. just saying. And, I'm, just not, saying, and I'm not being cheeky. Okay. I'm dead serious. Yeah. This is kind of a big deal because, and I'm going to quote, um, oh, who's one of the other guys that flew into space just recently? Yeah. <laughs> recently? Branson. Uh, oh, yeah, Branson. Branson. Yeah, Richard yeah. Branson. The customer experience will never exceed the employee experience. Oh. Wait, what does that mean? Like... I don't know. I saw. Him, I saw like him, you have to have happy employees. We saw yeah. the uncomfortable hugging of his uh, rocket. I'm not people. talking about that. Anyway. But I would hug lots of people if I just got back from space on my own rocket. That's true. That Technically, was... <laughs> he didn't get to space like Jeff Bezos. Yeah, okay, did. thanks, Eric. Thanks for your statistics. Yeah, all of that too. Right, I, right. And a lot of people were like critical, like, well, "Was it really space? It was just like right. real high up in a plane." Exactly. Like, well, where's your space shuttle? Yeah. But I, I'd love to come back for another episode. Oh, or we, podcast I think this might be two to talk about. Right, we're going. Oh, yeah, no yeah. kidding. <laughs> to to talk about what I just said, uh, but to your point about um, employee experience. Associates, yeah. it's it's a big deal, yeah, man. It is, I can imagine. All even right. at this level, yeah. What, and he looks at me. What does that mean? I don't even know what he's saying. Anyway, is there a survey? Is there uh, going to be a follow up uh, <laughs> feedback survey at the end of this? I'm going to get a text tonight. How Sounds was, like how I got to come how, visit how a lot sooner visit than with I Regan. thought. Anyway. <laughs> we should start doing that for our right. podcast. Are you ready for the next section of the show, here, kids? Yeah, I guess. I'm, so. I'm going to step back. I'm going to let you two make your selections because next is cars of the week. Cars of the Week, if you don't know the show, if this is your first time tuning in because you love Regan, oh, well, let's, let's fill you in here. Cars and who the week. doesn't? <laughs> and who, yeah, I do. Uh, Cars of the Week is where Daryl and I, and, some, and I'm sure Regan does the same thing, we sit there and we peruse the internet. I looked on Craigslist this week. I was on Autobella website this last week. Sounds finding, fancy. Finding premium Italian used cars, but it doesn't matter where you You go to Car Gurus, you go to Auto Trader. You can go to Facebook Marketplace, and what you do, and this is the fun part of the game, kids, you look up a car, you love this car, you pretend you own this car, and then you have a divorce with this car because you realize wow. all the reasons why this car <laughs> would not work out. The whole, 100 mile an hour to the zero. Whole, yeah. wow. okay, the whole sequence. No, right? But In sometimes, one. sometimes, before you get divorced from the car, you show the car to your significant other, your husband or your wife, and you say, hey... Look at this amazing 1953 Fiat. Uh, it's in three different pieces and it's in different colors. Honey, we could make something happen here. And you show, you turn the computer and show them, and they go, "We're never going to get that." And then you shirk back to your hole and you go back to cruising more than that. That's cars of the week, kids. It is. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. All right, so I'm going to go last tonight because I think my pick is possibly the most legitimate. I'd like to hear what you guys have brought to the table. 
Well, Regan, do you want to kick us off? I, I'm not sure I should because I'm I'm I mentioned boats, you know, or, earlier. Yeah. That that that's yeah. been kind of my my COVID. So thing. he's totally. This is I'm, I'm, this I'm, might be a first. If you, if you go I'm pissing all over your car <laughs> thing and throwing but, but a boat did you in dream there. of the item? I, yes. Okay. I all right. All right. Yeah, well, then yeah. it, it's a car of the week. Yeah, it counts. No, this 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 actually. I'm sorry. I keep backing away from the mic, but um, <laughs> uh, this actually came uh, through Facebook through the uh, Scream and Fly Extreme Boats page. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> Scream and Fly. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. Okay. It's like it's like Flav yeah. Scream and Fly. I mean, Everybody follows. Anyway, that. my pick of the week uh, <laughs> is for a 1982 Hydrostream Viper speedboat. That Ooh. sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Like you're going to just get into some trouble on an open water somewhere. Now, this is because exactly. because of your recent uh, love of renovating a boat? Well, I, I, I was very lucky growing up to be exposed to boats and stuff all through my life. And um, where our family, you know, spends our summers, um, we have a neighbor that had a hydro, still has a hydro stream boat. And I grew up watching this sucker just shoot rooster tails so what's, up what's and a hydro, down. What's a hydro stream? I don't understand. A hydro stream boat is made up in Minneapolis, if I'm not mistaken. They're very specialized model of speed boat that usually seats two to four people. It's a big, huge outboard boat motor. You can get away with minimal horsepower, 100 to 250, 300. They're about anywhere from 14 feet to 18 feet, and I'm sure the HydroStream purists are just puking and just gagging right now because I'm not doing it justice. But anyway, I've always wanted one. Is that what they call a jet boat? No, this is not a jet boat. Okay. This is a HydroStream boat. So okay. it's Can we made see to a do, picture? You got a picture there? Yeah, so these are these boats that when they're in the water and at full speed, there's nothing but the engine in the water. Ooh. Oh, so she's like... She's riding on, on just... And so you're controlling... The plane of the uh, boat through you, the motor. You could do that with a jack plate or power trim, um, but uh, I know nothing about boats. By the way, these suckers will just scream. <laughs> I know enough to be dangerous. Yeah, 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 and this is what that boat would do. It's okay. make you very dangerous. <laughs> but I, my neighbors had these boats, and they still do to this day. And they put on a show when their friends are there, and they just rip up and down the river, and they'll race, and they'll be three side by side into the sunset. Does that leave much wake? When you have that much, no, no, because there's nothing in the water. Okay. There's a prop in the water, and okay. that's it. And they're doing, you know, <laughs> maybe fifty, maybe a hundred and twenty, anything in between. But it's pretty serious. But and they're glorious looking boats with the bass, you know, sparkle and all that. But oh yeah. But you can have some of these boats. This one is for eighty five hundred bucks, okay. and it's down just uh, on North Texas. Now eighty five hundred dollars for an old boat sounds like a, actually that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money because you can buy a lot of boat for that kind of money. You you can. That's definitely COVID priced. Okay. But for an in, for a running turnkey with a trailer boat that will do a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> you put it that way. <laughs> Sounds much more appealing. Yeah, I mean, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. So anyway, I've my wife was nice enough just to let me buy a boat less than a year ago, and I've already am salivating over over something over, else. Uh, something else. But a 1982 Hydrostream Viper is definitely my pick of the week. So has she seen this listing? Oh God, I would never show this to her. Oh, either. so so you didn't truly get to that that level of flip the computer over and show her? No, or, or it's too soon. Too or soon. send her a link. That, I did that. You send a link to the email because yeah. you know it works. She doesn't peruse maybe like the way you do. Right. It, it worked yeah. for what I have now, but yeah. me being a car guy and a boat guy or a motor enthusiast, apparently, yeah, you're a petrol out. head. Yeah. Yeah. 
if you will. Like petrol head. You got to keep going. Uh, okay. There's always something else, yes. right? There's when do always... we get to rocket ships? At what point do we like, oh, you know, there's an old Apollo. Uh, I'll tell you what. If uh, either one of you two get an experimental aviation <laughs> association, <laughs> the EAA patch, next time you come here and you got like the polo, and you're like, so I'm building my own plane, <laughs> then there's going to be an intervention. But right now, you guys, everything's cool. We're okay, cool. okay, okay. Still yeah. fair game. Okay. Right, right, so right. I'm building Good. a chopper. Good to know. So, I, I mean, like it. It's I mean, cool. Look, look, see this I mean, you, you can't see it on the radio, of course, but I mean, look, look at just the way she sits on the, the radio. Water, right? On the radio. That looks like something you'd see in like a bayou or something. Are it. they popular in certain parts of the country? Well, the Midwest, they're very popular, especially um, like where I... He's in lake culture. I mean, he's, he's yeah. like I said, he's beyond the cheddar curtain, so there's a whole different lifestyle that we don't have downstate Illinois here. Yeah. So. I've got an uncle who lives up in Lake Geneva, and he's got a boat. And, and they, I guess up there they've got historic boat shows where they've yeah, got the old they like, do. Chris yeah. Crafts. Like, oh, don't get me wrong. I would love something like that. Dude, my brother's got that Wolverine yeah. Wage Maker. Have you seen those? Wage Maker? It's a, wood, it's a wooden boat. Yeah. It's cool looking from the picture. It's yeah. cool. I'm not sure yeah. I'm familiar and, with it. And, the and it wasn't but... very expensive. It was, a, it was a good price. And there was another one for sale. And I'm like, oh, and he sent me a link to it. Like he was like Boats of the Week. And I'm like, I'm not buying it to race you or something. I mean, what do you want me to do with this thing? You know? Yeah, you can. We can be boat buddies. Boat buddies. If you boat. want to cruise, get a pontoon boat. If you want to water ski, get a ski boat. If you want to just, you know, just tear just, up, just any rip lake. it up. <laughs> yeah, you get yourself a 1983 Hydrostream Viper. All right, I'm intrigued. I'm um, going to start googling those and maybe I don't know. There's awesome get YouTube one. videos of Hydrostreams all over the. The, the country just yeah. ripping it up. So, yeah, I spent way too much time on my turn, but anyway. I do like the speed skiffs that I've seen. Like, there's a oh, there's a couple in Australia. Yeah, that, that yeah that's a races. big thing down there. Yeah, uh, we got to ask our our Australian connection if their speed skiffs are a big deal. <laughs> I where could he's get at. into that too, Daryl. Stop it! I'm not touching anything. <laughs> he's like a- 1951 wiring up in here. <laughs> If it was 1951, it'd be good. Yeah, be exactly. cloth braided. Exactly. Like, they don't make that's nothing. For, that's for Home Depot. Does Kenmore make yeah. microphone cables? LG cable. <laughs> Kenmore's out of business. It's just a rebatch. All right. what, is, what do you have, Daryl? You went back even further than the 80s. What do you got? Going yeah, on? yeah. We're doing a little vintage throwback to some other sort of recreational vehicle. Although this one has six wheels instead of uh, you know a. B- Water vessel. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. I mean, saying. this thing might float. I don't know. It probably does. Um, I was on Facebook Marketplace last week looking at stuff, and my sister-in-law has mentioned wanting to buy an RV to go camping with. Because my wife and her family, they all grew up, all the kids grew up in RVs, little mini Winnies and stuff like that. So they always had this fond thing. But every time my wife pulls up a listing of an old RV, she's like, it was gross. This is like what we used to camp in. It's gross. It's got like shag, and it probably smells like farts. That's her thing. <laughs> probably does. She calls them. It's <laughs> probably right. She, she's right. My wife calls old RVs, especially like the, the, the ones that show up for like $2,000 or less, she calls them fart boxes. I don't know why. But I'll have to. I have to ask her. Anyways. Wait um, until you start renting out yours, Eric. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what? I don't own one yet. Not yet. Um, so she found this one, and she sent it to her sister. And she's like, honestly, though, this is pretty clean. Like, I can't. I want to make fun of it, but I can't because it's I don't awesome. smell any farts. No, there's no farts. It's a 1970s. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Sarah. Um, it's Sarah's a 19- going to mess tonight. I don't bring in, I, you bring out the worst in them. I'll it's, tell you that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Normally, the radio professional. Yeah, he's gone. He's <laughs> He's not here building. anymore. Okay. 1974. Back for third time. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'll stop. No, you'll be here before the fifth time. Uh, 74 Avco, which is a provider, uh, RV builder I've never heard of. Avco 22 foot motorhome. It's based on a Dodge chassis, uh, which means it's got a 440. 
giant giant motor, probably a big torque flight automatic. It's got a 5K Onan generator, recently serviced, by the way. Oh, the, recently. Mm, recently. By the Avco dealer? By the Onan generator service center in Bloomington, Illinois. Ooh. The toilet and furnace have been replaced. so They've removed all the farts. All the farts. <laughs> and it's got brand new Michelin tires and a new set of batteries. Here's the one part I liked about the listing. And it's it's your typical '70s <laughs> RV, awesome. right? It's like a yellowish kind of fiberglass shell with a cream top, and just '70s all around. The funny part here is this motorhome quote has been in my fussy German family since it was purchased <laughs> new and always been garaged inside out of the elements. No mice ever in caps. Um, so it we, sleeps. We eat the mice. <laughs> we eat the mice for dinner. Make goulash or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's it's a really cool vintage RV. The thing that got me, if you scroll down, I threw some pictures. And I'll put them in the post. Uh, it has a beautiful green shag carpet interior and these green bucket like captain's chairs. It is when you look at those old like throwback photos of RV brochures from back in the day. Mm-hmm. This is what you think of. It's gross. You want to hate it, but it's so clean that it's like a timepiece. So for nine thousand dollars, that's the asking price. $9,000, you could drive this classy vehicle home. I would, except my neighbors would probably call code enforcement. Dude, $9,000 for an RV from the 1970s? Yeah. This, this just goes back to what Regan was talking about pre-COVID. Uh-huh. You know, pre-COVID, this thing's worth Three, $3,000. Yeah, yeah. yeah $2,000. Yeah, there's there's definitely a COVID market out yeah, there. Yeah, the COVID, so. the COVID market has screwed up all valuation because this thing is not worth $9,000. But is it for the folks that are like, I'm going to live in an RV? No, nobody because nobody knows who can even work on this thing. It's a Dodge chassis, but who's going to – you have a problem. You have a breakdown of this thing. Where are you going? Millennials don't know what to do with this thing. I wouldn't even really know what to do with this yeah, thing. So, yeah, so a 440 wouldn't break down. The only thing you can fix it with a hammer. Yeah, right. It yeah. wouldn't. It. I, I'm, have you guys ever worked on a big block mobile? No, but okay. I'm going to tell All you, right. this is the kind of vehicle you're driving down the road, and that the scam artist rolls up behind you on the interstate, <laughs> like saying, "Oh, you know, you're throwing some stuff back there," and, and you pull over the side road. You're like, "What?" And they're like, "Oh, it was smoking." And next thing you know, you find yourself in Yuma, Arizona, and some guy's got your rear end torn apart for. <laughs> $2,000. Did you watch wow. that? That what? was a primetime yeah, live. I was going to say, what, what movie was that? No, that was a primetime <laughs> live. That was Breakdown. Yeah, Hold on. Russell. No, this, Eric just exposed himself as, the, as big of a nerd as I am because he and I watched the same episode of either Primetime Live or 2020 in like 1992. <laughs> yeah, I think I did too. Do you remember that? Yeah, it, was like the, it was a I, huge deal. As he was going through it, I'm trying like, what I'm just that? saying, this is the vehicle. And then when they pull up behind you and say your vehicle's smoking, you're like, oh, well, I don't know anything about it, so I guess. Well, Daryl would say, I know. It's a, it's a and then. 440, yeah, and, and, and 4,000 miles on it. <laughs> and frankly, because of the size of that grill, I think I need to pull into a BMW dealership. It is, it is humongous. <laughs> now, the th- I, you, to your point, though, the younger folks wouldn't know what to do. Something breaks. The only thing with RVs that suck, A, they're huge. And when they break down, it's like, oh, I need to get a new tire. Well, that's 800 bucks. Mm. And it's not cheap. And everything mechanically is underneath your driver's floor. Yeah. So that sucks. Too. Something that old, like the boat that I bought, you're not getting like body parts for it. You're kind of screwed if something yeah. really bad happens. Yeah. How good are you with fiberglass? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you better learn quick. Yeah. Now then you scrap the boat. That's what you end up doing, right? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, we hit a log. I yeah. guess uh, we'll get a new boat. <laughs> Just put that motor in a pontoon boat. Exactly. Or it's a hydro stream. It's cool. I would love to see what the bedding situation is in this. So I look forward to seeing the listing. I'll I'm drive sure. it over when I pick it up. Yeah, next right, yeah. Week. Let me know. I think that could be your next studio. Ooh, think Ooh. of the acoustics. Dude, in that we sucker. don't need to. Work. We just set it up permanently. Yeah. Oh, and now you got a mobile 
And the Patreon subscribers could almost cover like a one twenty eighth of the monthly on this. <laughs> That's the worst, best idea I've ever heard, Regan. Thank you. Actually, you're you welcome. know what? We you're could welcome. probably convince the misses on that. We could say, you know, let's get ten more Patreon subscribers. We could afford to. If, yeah. If, if you let me on that sucker for an episode, I'm buying the gas. Okay. All right. All At right. least for that episode. Sounds like a good deal to me, Daryl. I, I talk the so. wife into it. See what happens. So, Eric, you're bringing up the rear. Usually, you go first. What the heck have you been up to in okay. the last few weeks? So I'm just going to say, guys, what if, what if mm. Mrs. and I had a, a, an idea of maybe getting a retro-style camper, and so we've been like shopping around, like, you know it would be cool? To get a camper, and we'll put it on Outdoorsy or one of these websites where, you know, like it's like the Airbnb of campers. But uh, you know what I figured out? There's like one billion campers out there <laughs> that are brown. And there's another billion of them that have like, the Marillat style cabinets you'd find at Menards inside of them, and they're just tacky. So, um, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna put a, the lone a, wolf, I see that on the freeway all the time. Lone wolf, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the camper, or the, or the, the gray. wolf, the wolf pup. Tone it with a you know with a minivan. Yeah. Yeah. See, they're outdoorsy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I anyway, I just you know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be on outdoorsy and I'm gonna lease my Airbnb Airbnb version of a camper. I want something that's got like some eye appeal. So, you know, the wife and I are like kicking around. I'm like, show her this, show her that. And so one day I take my computer and I just flip it over. I say, look at this. This is a Riverside Retro. That looks really cool. Now, Daryl, you know as well as I know, and I'm sure Regan knows as well, that if you get the wife to go, that looks really cool. Oh, my God. This is like. Busting the door through, getting your mm-hmm. foot in there, oh, yeah. and bam! I, I mean, I don't care you, if you don't dead, you don't stop. No, you the run. chain the chain yeah. may be tight right yeah. now, the, the chain lock, but I got a foot in there. Yeah. So yeah. That's how I ended now, up with now is the time. <laughs> now we just start inundating. We start pushing, and we start telling stories about guys who have trailers oh, now, Dorsey. Yeah. Hell yeah! Got our excited revenue potential. We can make a, a friend of mine made fourteen thousand this summer on his outdoorsy rental. <laughs> And she's like, "Oh, you always have these ideas. We never capitalize. I mean, we're we're getting into it. We're working this whole thing. You're Next, selling me, yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, we're shopping for campers. Sweet. And I found a Riverside Retro. And a, the Retro, the Retro is basically it's a newer camper. I found a 2022. It looks like a vintage style camper. It looks like the little travel trailer. It looks like Mickey and Goofy's camper from yeah. the little mm-hmm. cartoon back in the day. But the wheels aren't popping side to side. We're not going around a mountain ready to fall off a cliff. And Mickey's not. And totally Donald is Model definitely T. not driving this thing. Yeah. Okay? And it's not the big old uh, Lucy and Desi the big big camper. No, yeah. no, this guy's movie, small, which is awesome. Yeah. She's SML. But my big thing is, when I buy a camper, I need to have a different dinette set that doesn't just like make a bed and that's where we sleep. Because here's what I'm not going to do, Daryl. And Regan, I'm not going to sit there and make dinner, eat dinner, have a have a beverage, and then pack everything down and put the the cushions down and sleep there. That's not going to happen. Sleep in your kitchen? No, no. I got to have a separate area to sleep, and then in the morning I can wake up and say, "Oh, I didn't clean the kitchen." That's what I need. That's how I operate when That's I'm camping. Fair. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So the retro 166, I believe, is the model. It's a small 2,500 pound camper. It comes in cool colors like uh, uh, topaz blue. or red or blue. Um, and a, a bright red and white. They're cool colors. And the interior vinyl of the seats matches the outside. So it's totally vintage. It's got a black and white checkerboard floor. Totally cool. Very vintage. And Very it's in. so cool that I convinced my wife to put a deposit on one this week. So I will have one in three weeks. And we'll be camping out in this sucker for one week. 
and then I'm going to put this sucker in outdoorsy because I'm leasing this sucker for next year. That's the plan. Okay. So I bought something, Daryl. It doesn't count as a car. It does have a title, so it's a camper. Do you own any trailers? How do we, <sighs> how do we compare? Oh, never. Shoot. No, no. Too sorry. many farts. Too many farts. But no, this one doesn't have. They probably sucked all the farts out. But I just want to ask, is this the first car of the week that you've actually purchased? Whoa. This might be an all-time first for Thrawn Ranch's podcast. Can it be well, considered I, a car uh, of the week then? Uh, okay, so... Or you're saying uh, it's No, no, no. Possible. We're going to back up because I'm going to say So you're this. saying I might get a No, boat. no, no. no. I'm going to say this, this, was a, this, this was a shame car of the week from you guys because... Originally, <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. I watched. You let me and Daryl get together. Now, again. Yeah, I watched Ava, uh, Ava Gardner, and Humphrey Bogart. You did in, have a beautiful in the uh, Barefoot Contessa, and I had oh. a beautiful Fiat picked out. Yeah, and I had a whole story. I read the on, whole story too. Autobella. Yeah, it was and great. and so what happened is you two start talking about Winnebago's and boats. I'm like, I can't come in with this Fiat. So why not? Because you besmirched the whole the whole show theme oh by throwing God. this. this I, I didn't realize how artsy Eric was. Uh, anyway, so, it, it, hey, it, hey, but here's the deal: I have a camper. <laughs> you have you, you have actually got it. Yeah, and you got and you have a boat. I I think together we got a vacation plan. We so do. It sounds like all sounds right. like a wonderful weekend all on right. the lake to me. <laughs> you know, I never would have thought about it that way, but that would make perfect sense. All right. Well, I think that's a great way to wrap up the show. <laughs> My gosh. All right. And anybody who's interested in renting a trailer. Yeah, outdoorsy.com. I'll make sure to uh, post links in the show. Maybe there'll be a sponsor in a future episode. There you go. <laughs> All right. No, we'd like to thank our special guest, Regan, for coming on the show. We Thanks didn't for get uh, sure. back. too heavy on uh, serious subjects here. It was actually more uh, fun to catch up a little bit. Maybe we'll get him on the show sooner than later. Not 25 episodes again, okay? Sure. I'll, 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 yeah. I, I, again, I was a little nervous coming back since you guys are pro now, but it sounds like you're the same old, same old throwing yeah. wrenches, guys. And it's, it's good to be back, so thank you very much. Yeah. It's, good, it's good to be out and about again. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, it's good to have you down in uh, down, down in Illinois again. All right, Likewise. So, you know, all right, so thanks again for everybody for uh, sharing the show and telling everybody about it. Make sure to give us those reviews. We love sending out stickers. It's all it takes. They're awesome. I yeah. saw them. Yeah, so if uh, maybe if Regan's brother-in-law wants to write us a review, he might get a cool sticker. Mm, come on, Rick. Just saying, Rick. All right, so <laughs> this is Eric Stahl. I'm Daryl Scott. And I'm Regan Bull. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, guys.